Everybody, how do you do? Welcome back to Dance Robot Dance, episode eleven. Who knew we'd make it past ten, right? We um, survived. Yeah, I was. I was waiting for someone to deny that. <laughs> Good start uh, the episode. Good start the episode. We're still. Uh, uh, we're still. We're. St- it's still up for debate. Uh, we got to get the episode out. I think. Yeah. So. Well, we'll see. Future Dance Robot Dance listeners, if we get this out, we win. Yay. Nothing that menial, just pride-ish. But uh, I don't know if we can actually call it a win anyway, because we're still missing Stu. No. And now we're also missing Eric. So. Yeah, apparently Eric has having tech problems this week uh, with his internet. I don't know who his internet service provider is, but we do not want them as a sponsor. Um, I think he said V Media. So, ooh, off I, brand. I, yeah, going for the cheapos. That's like Get getting Pringles instead of Pringles and expecting it to be the same. <laughs> Don't knock my Sorny TV. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chaps. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, so welcome back, everybody. Uh, I'll be your host today. It's Christy speaking, and with us today we have introduce yourself, boys. So we're gonna do uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we, when we're online, Christy, we call out the name and you say hi. That's oh. why we do that. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought to... I was giving you guys some, you know, some freedom, <laughs> some room to move. No, no we probably clearly need control. Some Improv rules don't apply on podcasts, Christy, especially when we're recording <laughs> online. You can't point to us, particularly. Hey, you know what? The audience would have known if you guys just picked up on your shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we know, but it's more, it's more fun. It's more fun to call out your failings than uh, it is for us to see like we're failing. failing. I said my name. I yeah. said my name. I said I'm Tim. Uh. <laughs> Tim uh, is I'm, here. I'm Mark. Uh, I wanted to read something quickly before we finish. We have we have a guest, but we need to read something because Christy doesn't understand. Did not understand last week what biblically meant when we were referring like to her Bible. and like our guest. It's a guests. biblical proportion. No, 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 no. Biblically, when you say you know somebody biblically. It means, like, to know them in a sexual manner. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, it doesn't. It does. Uh, it yeah. To know them I'm reading intimately. it literally, uh, like, to know in the biblical sense. According to Urban Dictionary, which is obviously the highest standard of, like, yep. word definition, <laughs> to know someone in the biblical sense means that you have had sexual intercourse with him or her. It is a reference to the meaning, uh, to the meaning of know in the Bible. Man one, what do you mean by no in the biblical sense? I slept with her. We dated last year. Yeah, because that's that's how the Bible people talk. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is. It's like, and then, uh, like, Noah it- knew whatever fucking Noah's wife was. Yeah, biblically. Yeah, and that means, like, P and B. Yeah, that is, that's exactly where that came from. Yeah. Yeah. One person in the group. And if I ever hear anything more, they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but guys, you can't take from a dictionary seriously. I just looked up my own name, and it's a woman I know who is incredibly... Okay, well, we can't take this seriously. A woman I know who is incredibly sexy, and I love her so much. She is the most amazing person alive, and if you don't think so, you deserve to... Oh, you deserve to die. Oh. That sounds, that sounds about right. Mark, oh. I think Judy Mark oh, has been worse. writing on Urban Dictionary. Oh, everything gets worse. 
Oh, that's, no. That's the internet for you. Why do yeah. they also tag Jessica? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Who don't else know. is here? Who else is here? We got a guest. Uh, Spanish Mark. Oh, I like he's naming himself now. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> also known as uh, Mark Number Two, or lame uh, or Lay Mark, or Other Mark, or Not Duty lame. Mark. I'm just gonna have a new tag anytime I do this. Probably the best way to go. Yeah. 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 So you're Spanish, Mark. Spanish Mark. You're not actually Spanish, though. Aye, aye, aye. There we go. <laughs> yeah, uh, you just gotta like interject with like I carumbas periodically in the podcast. That is all perfect. Something way. says somebody outlandish. That's your tagline for tonight. Oh, that was me, though. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think this podcast is getting away from me already. It's been like two minutes. Um, let's oh, wrangle it in. No. <laughs> no. Mex, I can't. Okay, let's. Oof. Let's. I'm just kidding. I, I have. I can't. Thank you. Okay. I. Uh, I'm sorry for all the Mexican people listening. I believe in you. <laughs> you're. You're still assuming we have listeners at all. That's, oh <laughs> no! Actually... I've destroyed everything. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so that that's over. Um. So. <laughs> Here's uh here's the deal folks we are just on the cusp of entering October which is the month of spookums and uh, <laughs> it is what is okay do, can somebody can we urban dictionary spookums spookums, <laughs> is that spookums. A we're on, we're on the cusp of, of spoopy time spoopies spoopies and goopies it's gross it's probably that's no we haven't spooped in a while. Spook anyway. Em. Really um, sturdy and strong. Saw this word on the treehouse show. They said this word is used in the south northwest. Okay. The south northwest. South. I read I misread. <laughs> oh, screw those Easterners though. Fuck those guys. So now that we've heard the urban dictionary definition of spookums. Uh, let's, uh, let's get to it. The, uh, what we're going to be doing with our episode today is talking about horror and, um, the top five horror movies that we ever saw and enjoyed. Um, and we'd love your feedback. Uh, once you've heard our list, we'd love to hear from you guys and hear what you think. But for this next hour and a half, you're going to listen. You're going to listen to our opinions. Because or you're going to turn this off. Oh, you're gonna turn this yeah, off exactly. Because... <laughs> so you're getting yelled at by a blonde girl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Might as well go watch a debate. Jesus. Oh, I Topical went political. Humor. I went political. <laughs> I could have meant Hillary or Donald, though. And she's still doing visual bits. That's the best part. <laughs> I, can, I just dance naturally. That's why it's called Dance Robot Dance. It anyway. must be like half Italian or something. Like if your hands were tied, you'd not be able to speak. <laughs> I'd be the worst deaf person. Um, so <laughs> I've offended like six different things today already. You're okay. on fucking fire tonight. <laughs> we are what eight and a half, nine minutes in. Extra offensive. Then the deaf people. What next? The deaf Mexicans. <laughs> Ole. Um, so anyway, uh, let's first though. Let's start with um, our. Uh, we're gonna start this new tradition. On the podcast where we talk about the geekiest thing we did this week. So uh, let's let's hear from Tim. Tim, what was the geekiest thing you did this week? Uh, 
I'm going to have to say the geekiest thing I did this week was that I hacked my iPod to put a flash, uh, my iPod Classic to put a flash hard drive in it instead, like a solid state drive instead of the spinning drive. Mm. So now I have a 250 gig iPod Classic that is unfortunately still fucking up on me. So it didn't actually fix the issues that I was hoping it would, but it was still pretty fun to do. You and your hacking. <laughs> Last week it was your phone on bricking for Pokemon Go. Now it's your iPod. iPod or yeah. iPod. Okay. Yeah. Have you been able to go in the last little while? Yes, I did. Uh, I have been still playing Pokemon Go. I played tonight. I uh, evolved my first Ninetales and my first Vile <gasps> Plume tonight. Oh. See, we haven't played as much recently. And, well, uh, we were supposed to catch an Aerodactyl yesterday. And that didn't happen. No. Uh, it's not working in our neighborhood. <laughs> a it very, won't very explode. Shit. Super depressing. That is anyway. Depressing. Yeah, super depressing. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, let's move on. Mark one. Not, not Spanish, Mark. Mark one. Um, the nerdiest thing I did this week, um, well, I was actually probably texting back and forth with Tim about his hacking his iPod. I think we did that <laughs> for a couple hours on the weekend. Because I've actually done that already to like two iPod classics, so we were comparing notes. Um, but no, I guess my the nerdiest thing I did this week was go like directly from like finishing watching Deep Space Nine to just watching Veronica Mars again. Because oh, not Voyager. Uh, no, God no. Because uh, if I want a strong female lead, uh, I don't want Voyager. Um, the only other thing really this week is like we're like T minus like three hours from fucking Luke Cage showing up on Netflix. So oh, yeah. I'm shaking with anticipation, and I have the day off tomorrow. So. Oh, nice. Are yeah. you going to stay up all night and watch it, or are you going to watch it tomorrow? I'm going to at least start tonight, probably, and then see how long <laughs> I, I last until I fall asleep, and then finish it tomorrow. Let's yeah, I'm working that. from home tomorrow, so I'll probably end up watching it uh, while yeah, I work. Yeah, buddy. Let's kill excited for Luke Cage. He's, uh, I, I have a feeling that he's going to give Jessica Jones a run for her money. Well, the reviews... Yeah, it's been getting even better reviews. Yeah, yeah, the reviews have been glowing like across the board. So I'm like, I mean, we've said it like three times on the podcast because I won't stop talking about this show. But well, we're gonna have to have a Luke Cage review sesh. Yeah, probably. Um, Which means you might actually have to watch it, Christy. <laughs> excuse me, I watch most things on the Netflix that we talk about. I'm just saying. I, what have I not watched? I don't know. I'm just saying, like, we're, we're, we're probably going to want to talk about it, like, next week, because we'll probably both have finished it over the weekend. <laughs> Allegations. No, we'll finish it by then. Yeah. Ah, there you go. All right. So, uh, all right, man. Wait, that's not Spanish. Um, Irie. <laughs> <laughs> Mark. Now you're Jamaican, Spanish Mark. Spanish, Mark. <laughs> the other guy's not only do you want to Spanish, Mark, man. <laughs> Be a cat. Um, nerdiest thing, uh, hooking up my Frame Meister to the TV so I could play, um, video games in high def, old video games in high def. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I've been playing, Hmm? I've been playing Four Sword Adventures on a, like, 40 inch TV. Oh, nice. Through your GameCube? Yeah. Through the little GameCube. Yeah. That's a good call. Yeah. I got that, um, that Metroid. Metroid 2 remake on PC, like that some like they just finished or whatever it was called. What is it called? Oh, that, um, I forgot what AMR, it was called. AMR or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be really good though. It is. Uh, yeah, I finally got my I got my DualShock working on my PC and was playing it the other day. It's it plays really nice. So yes. it's super. It's like one of the uh, the old Game Boy Advance ones. Like that's how it plays. Like it's got that nice 
crisp 2D Metroid feel to it, so I've been enjoying it since we haven't got a proper fucking Metroid game for I don't even know how long. Oh, you're not going to pick uh, Federation Force on the DS? Oh, I don't have a DS, oh, so... Horrible chibi fake Metroid? R.I.P. Metroid. R.I.P. <laughs> no, I'm hoping, like, uh, the rumor going around is there'll be one for NX, which will uh, make me buy an NX, because I can't say no to a Metroid or a Zelda, so... Yeah. That's fair. Um, so what's your favorite game to play on the frame, Meister? Spanish Mark. Uh, right now, I have Little Nemo Dream Master. But before that was Shatterhand. I am. I have no too idea what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> this is exciting. <laughs> so, I mean, we're, I'm not too young for those games. I just don't know what they are. Yeah, no, me neither. So Little Nemo was a. Um, See, that one sounds familiar at least, but well, it's based off the anime slash story, right? Um, yeah. It's just a really cool game where he played as this little kid uh, who's in his own dreams. Sorry. Oh, okay. Who's in his own dreams? And um, you find little animal creatures and you feed them candy and then uh, you jump into them and you either become them or you start riding them uh, to progress to different parts of the level. That's not what I do. You lure these animals with candy. Into a van. And you wear their skin. So it's like a precursor to Pokemon Go, except you don't wear their skin in Pokemon. No, no. It's a a lot more gory. Well, it was an NES game, so like, you know, I like the cover art. It's good. State yeah. of the art, high resolution. Uh, it sounds like there was a free Mega Man sticker with purchase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good Capcom game. It was very hard. Well, uh, Nintendo hard, right? Oh yeah. yeah, and then Shatterhand I think is even harder than that. You're just a dude who could punch bullets and beat the crap out of people. Kick puncher. Yeah, I was just gonna say yeah, that sounds exactly puncher. like kick puncher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that gets our that gets our weekly community yeah. reference out of the way. So. <laughs> Dance Robot Dance, this community podcast. Yeah, pretty much. So. <laughs> Might as well be. We just need a dungeon master now to make, you know, our Dan Harmon fanfic. <laughs> yeah. um, I think there already is a podcast where a bunch of nerds sit around and play D&D and record it and put it on the internet, so I don't think we can do oh, that. Oh, there's plenty of those. Oh, there's, oh, yeah. there's a lot. Isn't one of them with, like, Will Whedon? Will uh, I think that was the one I was talking about, because that's the only one I would know, because uh, he plays. A bit. He has tabletop. Oh, does he? But it's not only D&D. He does other stuff as well. They, but he's a big right. D&D nerd, too, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. I hope it's all, like, um, next-generation-based D&D. <laughs> shut up, Wesley. Just people screaming, shut up, Wesley, <laughs> out for an hour and a half. Like Deanna Troy or something like that. It's really weird. That or, like, <laughs> he just, like, throws you a curveball and does um, special appearance Will Wheaton in... Uh, What's it called? Big Bang Theory, but that's Ugh. like the premise of his D and D. I was campaign. hoping you'd. I was hoping you're gonna go with Toy Soldiers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stand by me, D and D campaign. Um, but okay, so let's move on to my geeky thing because I want some limelight. Uh, just kidding. Oh Jesus. <laughs> um, uh, the geekiest thing I did this week, I actually did today. Um, I love my new job so much because today I got an email and was like, do you mind staying late? And I was like, no, no, I don't mind. You know, it's my first three weeks. I want to impress people. I don't mind staying late. They're like, okay, because we'd like you to go to a catered dinner that's Harry Potter themed and take pictures. Oh, my God. And I was just like, joy <laughs> <laughs> like, orgasm so hard. And I just had to look at my boss and like pretend like it wasn't the coolest thing that I'd ever been asked to do. And I was just like, yeah, I, I guess. I guess I, guess I could do that. 
Twist my arm. Need me to. She's like, you can come in an hour late tomorrow if you cover it. And I was like, oh, yes, that's okay. <laughs> Twist your rubber arm. I know. <laughs> oh, that's a reference. Um, but uh, thanks for nothing, Gilderoy Lockhart. But yeah, and it was like super fun, and all of the food was Harry Potter themed, and they had quid or they had um, snitch truffles. And nice. uh, they had Harry Potter trivia, but I couldn't play because I was a staff member. Because <laughs> <laughs> he like echoing, terrifyingly laughs away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was like it was so it was so awesome. All these like res kids had like dressed up in this really shitty Harry Potter gear because they they didn't <laughs> know all they, they have. Would. Yeah, this one guy like cut a really terrible skull out of paper and brought a hockey stick that he pretended was a broom. (laughs) Put a sheet from his bed over his head. He's like, I'm a death eater. (laughs) It was awesome. I miss working at a university sometimes. It's awesome. The shit you saw, it was, oh God. It was intense. Today, even, I had two free meals. I had this dinner that was delicious. And then I had, um, every Thursday, they have this thing called the Soup and Bannock Lunch in the Aboriginal Education Center, and you just go and eat delicious homemade soup and chat. Nice. Sign me doesn't up. It even, doesn't even count for your lunch hour. Like, I was in school for so long that just, like, I always take advantage of free food whenever it's there. Like, because <laughs> I was in fucking undergrad, and then grad school, I'm just conditioned at this point to go for free food. Yeah. Um... But uh, actually, just before we start, I have a funny free food story because it wasn't free food that was being offered. I'd ordered with a friend of mine, I'd ordered a plate of nachos. And if anyone knows me, I'm not very good at sharing. (laughs) Um, Not very good. Thank you. I'm not very good at sharing. And this guy, when the plate gets set down, before I even take a goddamn nacho, grabs a handful of the best nachos. And shoves them in his mouth. And he did not ask. He did not say please. He was not in on the nachos. And oh. I lost my shit in you public. should have seen her face. It was, I was fantastic. Just like, I looked at him and just like, I didn't scream. I didn't yell. I just looked at him and was like, how fucking dare you? <laughs> Who do you think you are? Well, we almost swore in a couple because of a crouton. Crouton I stole... <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, let's talk about the main source of the podcast, horror. So I like how you're having to over enunciate that so horror. you don't just say horror over and over again. Horror. Horror. <laughs> like who do we pick over this whore? Hold who who are you, fucking Marlon Brando? Horror. Horror. That's another community reference. Anyway. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, so, yes. No, that's uh, an Apocalypse Now reference. No, community does it from Apocalypse Now. Yeah. <laughs> Therefore. It's a community reference. <laughs> anyway. So, my qu- my first question, second question. First, second. Anyway, my question is that, you know, what what were the beginnings of horror for you? Like, what when you were a kid... What were the things that truly scared you that have stuck with you, like, today? It can be... It doesn't have to be movie-related. I just want to know what, like, really... What you define as horror to you. 
Oh, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to sit one, this one out. I just don't find anything scary anymore. I've totally been des- desensitized to everything. But what about like when you were a kid? Oh, I was scared shitless of E.T. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a horrible dream of E.T. chasing me with a straw hat, a uh, flannel shirt, and a pitchfork. <laughs> There's um, a, uh, a really good cracked after hours episode that pretty much like it goes into for about three minutes how et is actually like a villain and like (laughs) kind of like quasi possesses the kid and uses him to get healthy again and like plays him like a puppet master and shit like that like 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 a succubus or something yeah almost it's like when you when you watch it through that lens i'm sure like i haven't seen et in like decades but like i i'm sure it's not as fun as it was when i was a kid so, so wait when he's saying like i'll be right here he actually means that he's like put a parasite in this kid to get healthy why well, to be fair if he's pointing at his head he's like inside his head i think like no, i don't know i don't know i don't know what the argument was oh, he's exactly pointing his heart. yeah i can see it yeah. it's terrifying yeah although to be fair et like that is a creepy creepy thing so yeah. but mark does nothing scare you like Drowning or being caught on fire. Oh, if you're if you're talking about like real life, like shit. (laughs) I guess like I guess like I don't know, falling from a horrible height or uh, you know being burned alive. That's pretty awful. Is this gonna get like really depressing? We're gonna start talking about like our feelings and shit like that. About like we're we're afraid of loneliness or something like that going into old age. Host, it might. No, right. I, told, I told you guys last week, this isn't chicken soup for the soul. <laughs> bitches. Say bitches. Bitch. Bitch. Bitches for the soul. But, you know, if you're talking about, like, you know, fiction, yeah, I'm not scared of shit. That's I'm really glad we have Mark guesting tonight. That's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> contributing greatly and to the conversation. This is a podcast. Yeah, we're done. We're done. Uh, Twenty-four minutes, fifty-five seconds. It was, <laughs> it was a great eleven episodes. Yeah. <laughs> two of that was technical difficulties. Ah, uh, two. Ah, two. <laughs> <laughs> Ten of that was technical difficulties. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, Mark, uh, Spanish Mark, is a robot um, who does not dance. Uh, <laughs> let's see what uh, other Mark and Tim have to say. Um. I guess when I was I, when I was a kid, probably like everything scared me. I don't know. I was um, a shitty like scaredy cat kid, I guess. <laughs> um, but like as I got older, like now nothing phases me. So I guess I've been what? similarly desensitized. I mean, like I have like adult fears. Like, am I going to die alone? Probably. <gasps> um, am I going to run out of money and have to move back in with my parents? God, I hope not, because I'll kill myself first. <laughs> but like. You know, real things scare me now, whereas, like, when I was a kid, yeah, like, watching Ghostbusters scared me, but, like, now it's, like, whatever. I think the best horror film that will ever be made is when someone just, like, follows an average dude in, like, a shitty job around for, and we, like, watch a horror movie. You're describing my life. Yeah, but, like, that would be horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, your life's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah guys, it's so... Uh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, okay, so why did Ghostbusters scare you when you were a kid? Well, like, I have uh, I was 
like I guess in nominally raised Roman Catholic, so a lot of the possession stuff always freaked me out, and we'll get into that when we start talking about something else later. But like, um, the imagery is scary, right? Like anything that was like a scary like monster thing when I was a kid would freak me out because like the visual of it would scare me. But like as I got older and like I obviously like I started drawing and illustrating and stuff like that, like horror started to appeal to me in a different way. So. Now it doesn't bother me as much, but like, yeah, I guess when I was a kid, like the visual aspect of that kind of stuff, like that, what is a scary image? Mm-hmm. Like nominally, I guess, is like that would scare me as a kid, but I don't know. Okay, that's fair. That's that's fair. fair. I have to agree with Mark. Like, as a kid, a lot of the imagery stuff like really scared me, especially the uh, trailers. So like Exorcist, I think it was Exorcist 3 where like the, the, um, Jesus uh, statue or whatever whatever it is in the in the church because I'm very Roman Catholic um, was blinking it scared the crap out of me yeah <laughs> scared the shit out of me and then Ghoulies the trailer for Ghoulies scared the crap out of me in grade uh, in kindergarten oh, yeah didn't you think they were gonna come up out of the toilet and grab your poo yeah so I pissed, <laughs> so I pissed myself in kindergarten because I was afraid the ghoulies were gonna come after my junk oh god that's amazing <laughs> so you wouldn't go to the bathroom nope I pissed myself right there <laughs> now I am glad that we had duty mark here tonight yep yep you just <laughs> redeemed yourself buddy thank you uh all right dance episode 11 uh don't piss yourself yeah Ghoulies three. <laughs> Don't call me duty mark. Just call me piss mark. Yeah, pissy now, mark. All right, we have it. He, and he's mark. got it. We're on his third nickname for the week. So yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. For me, I didn't watch a whole lot of horror. My parent when I was a kid, like my parents uh, were. My mom especially was pretty overprotective, so she wouldn't like let me watch those scary movies. There was like the odd time that I would like you know watch something at a friend's house that I wasn't supposed to kind of thing. <laughs> but um, we already had one episode where we sort of talked about stuff that movies that scared us that maybe weren't supposed to be really scary and those are probably the ones that i remember the most as a kid like stuff like labyrinth and like uh never-ending story and that sort of thing those are the things that really like scared me and fucked me up as a kid <laughs> hey babe falcor yeah <laughs> the, 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 the fucking horse like that really fucked me up like that was probably my introduction to uh Oh, Christy's almost puking again. Falcor's <laughs> got a big, sexy, furry mouth. Talk about the horse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a dick. I'm sorry. Let's try you. <laughs> try. Uh, let's see. In terms of, uh, yeah, what what scares me now is more like, uh, or like squeaks me out now kind of thing is more like, more specific. There's definitely like psychological stuff that fucks with me, like, people being put into really fucked up situations and I'll get into that into my list later on Uh, or like stuff like uh, like slitting wrists or like fucking needles shit like that I can't watch like I'll watch it but like it it starts to make me fucking feel sick I definitely have like an eye thing like anything that like has to do with like eyes getting poked out or touched I like I will fucking like the opening of first contact where that thing presses into Picard's eye yeah I almost threw up just yeah. from that visual. So, like, like, like Zombie 2 would be your worst thing ever, huh? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> With a, like, piece of wood going into the eye? Yeah. Whoa, yeah, no, yeah that, yeah, that almost killed me. So, <laughs> that was a rough, that was a rough sit. Yeah. Um, I think, for me, when I was a kid, uh, 
Well, I'm just a big, I'm just a big pansy. Like I, ah, I've seen maybe six horror movies in my life. Maybe you're hosting the horror movie podcast. <laughs> I know. That's why I thought this would be funny. She's, she's gonna learn so much. I'm gonna learn. But the thing I is think... that I am obsessed with reading about it. So like. I know there's people out there like me. I will not watch the movie at all. Like, I, Human Centipede, I know this is when we were young, but Human Centipede scares the frick out of me. And I, I'm just so disturbed by it. But I read everything on the internet about Human Centipede. Yeah, you should watch the movie. It won't scare no. you anymore. No. Actually, it might scare you in, like, how fucking horribly boring it is. I don't want to watch it. But you know what actually, to this day, scares me. And I know that it doesn't... Uh, Sorry, I saw about Falcor again. <laughs> but oh, to this day, I despise the one scene in Jurassic Park with the um, what's it called? Yeah. Oh, the Dilophosaurus. Oh yeah. Dilophosaurus. I had this big orange blanket that I used to hide under when I was a kid. Whenever that scene came up. And it was, I still, I, I can't, that scene just scares, like, I almost pee my pants. I, it's terrifying. I just, <laughs> But things that genuinely scare me, I would say spiders. Spiders for sure. Spiders are no good. And um, <laughs> sticks in the dark. Oh. Is this a Blair Witch thing? Like No, but like, think about it. When you hear a stick crack when you're walking down, like, a dark alley or something. <laughs> Like, I don't, this is uh this is like I think this might be a gender divide thing, but like uh that might be because you're a girl. Oh, true. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you guys don't have to fear the darkness. No. And this is like this is a, like, I tell this story a lot. Walking alone like, at night. Yeah, like I remember one time like walking downtown in my hometown, and like I would just I'll just duck and dive into like dark alleys without thinking twice about it. Now, granted. Like, for our audience, I am six foot five and almost 300 pounds. Literally, nobody is going to, like, come up to me and, like, try and mug me. No. Probably. No. Um, but I remember one time, like, I was walking with a group of girls. I was the only guy with this group of girls. And, I like, just one of my regular shortcuts, I just turned to go down the alley. And I, I realized I was alone. And I looked back. And they're all standing at the edge of the alley looking at me in horror. Like, how are you just walking down this dark alley? <laughs> And I'm like, what? What? What's? What's the big deal? And then, like, it kind of dawned on me that, like, oh right, you're all five foot two girls. Yeah, that's okay. We could. You're with me. You're probably gonna be okay. <laughs> Seriously though, it's a legit fear. Like, oh no, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. It just yeah, it totally does. If I've you're... been approached so many times by like terrifying dudes just being like, hey, are you alone tonight? And oh. I have to lie oh. and be like, right now. I won't be in five minutes. Yeah. I'm going to meet up with my wrestler boyfriend. Yeah. His name's Hulk. I usually get yeah. called out to the alley. Yeah. My, my boyfriend's actually Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> <laughs> my boyfriend's a bear. <laughs> a grizzly, too, so you know I'll fuck with him. <laughs> oh, you've, you've seen, you ever seen uh, that show with the bear in the picnic basket? It's not like that. It's not like that. <laughs> anyway. so I just, that's why they were Stephen Colbert's number one fear of all time. Yeah. Bears. 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 Beats. The biggest threat <laughs> to America. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is a serious crime, Jim. <laughs> um, but yeah, so for me, like, I think it's, it's spiders have always been 
really scary just because I, they can kill you and they're so small and you don't even see them coming. Yeah, but we don't have any, like... Says you. Horrible, deadly spiders here. We have, like, what, Black Widow. That's a deadly spider. I live in the land of the brown recluse and the wolf spider. Oh, you poor, you poor SOB. But, like, look at Australia. No. <laughs> Australia, fucking everything is trying to kill you. <laughs> everything is poisonous there. If we have yeah. any Australian listeners... I, I assume that they aren't listening to us because they should be dead from the amount of fucking horrible animals that are out in the wilderness. <laughs> I don't know how anybody's still alive in Australia, to be honest. I saw this really horrifying like video of somebody like flushing the toilet before they went to sit down on it, and this like oh, mass oh, yeah. like oh. came off the underside of the seat. I was like, ah, yeah. fuck that! I'm never going to Australia. Well, did you, you hear about? Pay me to go to Australia. Did you hear about the guy that got? bit twice now by like a deadly like i think a well, deadly spider on his dick which caused him to have like, these huge erections forever um and then they had to like whatever works guys yeah. whatever works yeah, that's true you gotta get bit by I, a spider on the dick to get hard Viagra's just like spider venom yeah yeah that's it <laughs> is that or you get a cock ring oh jeez <laughs> let's not talk about work right now honey <laughs> <laughs> But um, I thought no, you guys so, were talking about your plans for after the podcast, but yeah, I really gotta check out this one, this one up games place. Yeah, it's yeah. always tentacle porn, guys. The back room oh, with cockerings. porn. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> so okay, so let's get into the meat of our podcast. The meat of the podcast. I had nothing better to say besides meat. <laughs> I was like, maybe if I because you're eating meat right now. Um. I'm so good at this hosting thing. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so what I asked the guys to do was to look back over their years of horror, horror movie watching (laughs) and come up. I mean, it was a very hard task. They had to come up with their top five favorite horror movies. And whether that's top five because they were so good, top five because they scared the shit out of them, or top five because it was so bad it was good doesn't matter as long as it's in your top five we're going to talk about it tonight so gentlemen can, can we go back first to to our like definitions oh we didn't really get to that part yeah i'm sorry i totally let's not get to the meat <laughs> i think that's part of the meat yeah what okay how do you guys define horror all right. What well, I brought it. I brought it back to this, so I'll go first. For me, yeah. like I, I consider myself a pretty big like horror aficionado. Um, in like high school, I got really into it because I had a friend that was really into it, and he uh, sort of exposed me to all the classic stuff, and then a lot of newer stuff as well. Is in like the late nineties. Um, so for me, hor- I would consider horror to be. Wait, wait. Did you just consider the newer stuff late '90s? Because uh, it's 2016. Well, now, newer stuff at that, <laughs> like at that point, like the classic <laughs> stuff was like the '70s and or '60s to '80s kind of stuff. I just wanted to make sure you were getting your dates straight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> newer, newer stuff at that point was like the right. late '90s. Yeah, um, you know, new stuff like Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, exactly. That modern gem. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, I think for something to be horror, it either has to fall into two categories. One would either be some sort of supernatural element, whether it's like a monster or something like that, or ghost or vampire or whatever. Or uh, if the only exception to that would be if it's like a blatant like slasher movie. 
Um, like you can have like a movie that features like a serial killer. That's not a horror movie, but if it's like definitely like sort of a, a like slasher porn kind of thing, then in that case I would consider it horror. So like, for instance, so I, I did go over like a lot of lists and stuff in preparation of this, uh, podcast, but I, I saw a lot of movies that were considered porn or not porn. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a lot of porn. You watched a lot of porn prepared for podcast. That's not prepared for the podcast. That's just your life. It was tough, tough work, but I did it. <laughs> I watched all the Emmanuels. Yeah. Um, Emmanuel in space. And then the diaries <laughs> right afterwards. Uh, on Laserdisc? Sounds so sexy. Laser disc. <laughs> Laser disc. So, so let me throw out a couple things that I that I, I've seen on like sort of lists of like top horror movies that I don't consider horror. Deliverance, I don't think is a horror movie. No, it's more of a thriller. I think it's a suspense like thriller movie. Suspense thriller. Um, definitely. Holland Drive is not a horror movie. Nope. Again, suspense thriller. It's it's like a suspense Mystery. like art art movie. Yep. Um, Alien. Which is, I think, going to become a point of contention here. I think that's more of a sci-fi suspense movie than it is a horror movie. No, I'd have to consider that horror, man. Yeah, All right. I'm, uh, I'm on Mark's side. And, uh, and stuff like Pan's Labyrinth, I would consider to be more fantasy than horror. Yeah. 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 So that's sort of where I draw the line, personally. Okay. Well, what do other people think? Mark? Um, Mark? I don't like. I don't know if I have like a strong definition of like what I consider horror. Obviously, I'm not as like uh, militant about it as Tim is, uh, <laughs> um, which is fair. Uh, but like, uh, I don't even know. I think generally, like, if it if it has to do with the supernatural, that's generally where I'm like, oh yeah, that's a horror movie. Like, that's where I kind of like get into it. But I mean, there's there's fine lines to it because like obviously like like Lord of the Rings has a lot of supernatural stuff in it, but it's not obviously a horror movie. I mean, it's got horror elements to it, but a lot of movies at this point kind of do like they use horror tropes all over the place. And that's kind of what I've become a fan of more than anything. Like I wouldn't necessarily consider like supernatural, like the show scary. Um, but I think it falls inside the horror genre because they deal with the monsters and all that kind of stuff, like that element of stuff. Um, so I've seen with that? like Buffy, Buffy yeah, and Angel, so, yeah. that kind of stuff. Buffy, I guess I could have said Buffy and Angel to get yeah. more like nerd cred, but like I love Supernatural, so go fuck well, all you yourselves. Those would be more fantasy than if you're talking just about monsters. Uh, no, because they use like what are like ostensibly like horror, like monster, like creatures, right? Like they, the the like, it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Well, fuck, I'm gonna pronounce it like that. And little shit, Andrew. Yeah. And then, like vampires and demons and all yeah. that sort of and, stuff. And like yeah. supernatural is like it's very much it's the same kind of like conflict yeah. until they get into like the angel stuff later. Um, but yeah, so I don't. Like, but even that, there's plenty of horror that has like fucking religious tints to it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I'll that's like a that's, massive that's something trope. that's something we're definitely going to talk about in my list because like like obviously like they, we were talking about being raised Roman Catholic. Like The Exorcist is on my list. So yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep. Same here. All right, uh, Mark. Mark two. You wanna. You wanna. You wanna weigh in, or are you good? No, I think. I think everything there except for, like I said, aliens. Um, I think. Well, no, we're gonna get into that because that one's on my list too. I'm just spoiling my list. So. But I think Aliens is a legit horror film. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, what do you consider horror? Um, same thing. Anything that um, deals with supernatural, um, gory, uh, or slasher. Um, I think there's a whole bunch of subsets for, for, for horror. So you got slashers, you got the supernatural, 
you have the you know the religious you know um, the, all that stuff yeah element so yeah there's definitely a massive slew of subgenres especially yeah. now yeah but, yeah I mean, well it's like horror's kind of become like the metal of movies where it's just like subdivided into like so many weird little subgenres that you can't yeah. really necessarily like name what a certain movie or band kind of falls into anymore they're all kind of mm-hmm. sub into different- um but i don't think certain things like certain sci-fi and certain um um fancy uh elements don't consider uh, being <laughs> horror like some people might consider legend because tim curry's he's devil demonic uh, he's creature really terrified in that movie it is, but it's still not a horror film at the end of it. No, doesn't that's, make strictly, that's totally fantasy. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, some people will argue against, like you said, Alien. And I think it's more of a horror film before it is sci-fi, but it has sci-fi elements to, to create the horror. So, What about Predator? Predator is another one I saw on some lists. Is, would, I, I would definitely consider Predator more of a, a sci-fi like action movie. Action, sci-fi action, yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> I know it does. I mean, I guess it does have similar elements to it, but they don't. Uh, with with there's definitely some gore, but it, I don't think that's the main like bend of the movie. I think no. I don't think. I don't think. I think because like you would you don't consider the like the protagonists of that movie as helpless as you would like the crew of the Nostromo. Like exactly, they're just like they're like plumbers for all intents oh. and purposes, right? So Ripley like, isn't helpless as fuck. Well, no, but in the first movie, she's not like. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't come in like guns a blazing, exactly. Or whatever. So, there's an element of isolation which makes it scary. Which I mean, Predator has that too. They're lot. They're stuck out in the jungle. Like, it's true, but there's a lot more action involved. Like, you know, um, Schwarzenegger's character, you know, makes traps and starts to attack the guy. Meanwhile, it's like alien, Rambo with aliens. Yeah, pretty much. Rambalians. <laughs> um. Well, I okay, my definition of a horror film, it's loose, I would say, is anything that will send you to hell or comes from hell. So, like, if you think about it, like, if you, you know, the idea of hell. Not that I personally believe in such a place, but, um... Oh, I, I do. I work there, so... Oh. <laughs> Zing! <laughs> That's why your life is horrible. <laughs> Yeah. Um, W-H-O-R-I-B-L-E Guessing Mark's boss is not one of our 16 listeners No, my bo- actually my boss I like It's most of my co-workers that I don't so. I was going to say, my boss is a straight up dick Mark's his own boss Yeah, you're your own boss <laughs> I was my yeah, own boss once, I miss it guy. That guy is Probably. a dick um, Mark, yeah. But yeah, I mean I think, I think there's some Something to what I'm saying though Don't you agree? I think if you're gonna like look at it like in a super like Judeo-Christian kind of way and like just be like, no, no, oh. but like think about it. It's not about hell. It's about the actions that are taking place. So like, if a movie's about a serial killer, by all you know standards, the actions he's committing are that of evil, right? On a broad. Do we need to like define evil at this point? Like, <laughs> yeah, now we're getting you know, fucking philosophical. Yeah, we're gonna start getting like super metaphysical on this. So like, but, let's, I don't know. That's just let's talk about the nature I of evil in a, in a very broad sense. You know, the um, to me, I find the scariest thing is is true crime, the movies that are about real things that have happened. Like, that's so would friggin- you would you include that in horror for, by your definition then? Um, what do you mean? 
Would you true include crime. true crime, like serial killer yes. stories, like real ones, like you know, Ted Bundy? Ted Bundy, and, yeah. And, okay. Like, oh god, I think the fact that I think it's, I mean, there's jump scares and there's things that are supernatural that you know when you go to bed that night you're like, oh, it's gonna come out, the Babadook's f- gonna come out, give me. Don't fucking get me started on jump scares. I hate jump yeah, scares. Me too. <laughs> but think about you know, like a movie like Seven. Not technically the scariest movie that you've ever seen, but I find that horror is about leaving you unsettled. You know? I love that movie. I don't really have anything to contribute, but I just love that movie. It is a great movie. Yeah. Seven is another one that I have trouble with. Like, I don't know whether I would consider that to be a horror movie or not. But what what other genre would you put it in? I think it's more suspense. Yeah. Yeah, it's a a really fine line with that one. It's a Mm -hmm. psychological horror. Yeah. Because there's definitely a lot of gore and a lot. It's yeah, I mean it's more. I think it's more psychological. But I mean horror definitely can be psychological. So that that's one of the ones that falls in a gray area for me. But yeah. uh, my like my like, my favorite fan theory of all time is that Seven takes place in Gotham City before Batman shows up. Like that's nice. not horrible. What's <laughs> horrible? Because it's, it's this horrible city where it's always raining and like horrible shits happening all the time, and the cops are beleaguered and can't like cope with what's going on it's like oh it's a major relatively unnamed metropolitan area it's like oh it's gotham city pre-batman interesting yeah and there's a terrible killer on the loose yeah exactly that's kind of of my point is that horror there are so many that's what makes it so interesting and why so many people will come and say well what's your favorite horror movie and you know we'll have some that cross over but the debate goes on because personally i find the most terrifying movies are the psychological um horrors yeah because the fact that people could commit these real heinous horrible crimes i find that to be the scariest thing because then when the next day when you're walking down the street you can't help but look at people and be like Ooh. Are we gonna start singing that door song like people are strange? Yeah. Oh, see, I when I was singing, I heard Arthur oh. walking down the street. Oh, Everybody no. that you meet. I just always think of like the opening <laughs> of Lost Boys. <laughs> Thou shalt not fall. Well, let's more like people. Yeah, but okay. Yeah. Speaking of <laughs> yeah, no, oh yeah, I know. I know the part you're talking about. Yeah. Or, or, your, or the sex. Or the sexy saxophone guy in his face. Yeah. Wait, what were you saying? What were you saying, Mark? <laughs> Going back to Tim's hate for jump scares, um, I think you guys might find this story funny. Um, so, I went to see The Witch in theaters um, like a few months ago when it was out, and throughout the whole entire film, I could tell the rest of the audience is just—they're not getting it. It's not supposed to be this crazy horror film. It's supposed to be very subtle. It's—it's it's in a different era that a lot of people just don't understand. And there's nothing that jumped out that scared you. Nothing. At all. Right? The end was kind of interesting. But that's about it. So at the end of this, this, this young uh, teen just goes, Oh my god, that movie was so scary. All those jump scares. I'm like, what? You didn't watch this film. Like, you were just <laughs> chatting with your friend. There was no jump scares. There was nothing scary about this film at all. It was just interesting, but that's about it. Yeah, the things that I really hate in horror movies these days are like overuse of jump scares and like overzealous sound design. Yeah. Like just cheap scares in general. There's so many ways that you can make something truly fucking terrifying that just uh, opting for something cheap like that is just a fucking cop out. Silence is always better. The subtlety goes a long way with a horror film. 
Well, it's always that like that like what they don't show you is actually scary. Your your brain is going to make something scarier than what mm-hmm. they're actually going to put in front yeah. of you, like regardless of what it is. So like well, it's why it's so like effective well, to do. That's why I was so bummed about the Conjuring two with the Marilyn Manson nun. I still haven't sat through the end of that movie. I was like, uh, <laughs> that's fair. The end is. Uh, it's scary for that second, and then it shows up, and you're like, oh. Okay. Well, it's so disappointing that for the first one was actually like it was a pretty good movie. So, I mean, the Warrens are fucking hacks, but like that's neither here nor there. So. I, f- I found both of them really strong until the end, and then mm-hmm. the end just sort of crap out in both movies. I found the acting in the second one. I was like, this is this is getting pretty shoddy. Like even for like horror movie standards, it was that's, pretty. Like, that's fair. I've watched the first one, but I mean, it was it was it can't have been very memorable to me because I hardly even remember it at this yeah. point. I was well, like, I, sh- I thought it was pretty good. So that's a question, though. That Tim, I know Tim just answered it, but what makes a bad horror movie for you? What makes it uh, like oh, less enjoyable? A glowing green head in the basement. Huh? <laughs> if you've watched Amityville Horror, oh, if you watched yeah, Amityville yeah. Horror, the first one, I've <laughs> I've just I just have been watching those. Like I watched the uh, the. I'm on like the fourth or fifth one or something. Holy like that, God, right? they make oh, that uh, many? Oh, what there's like there's like fucking fourteen or fifteen of them. Holy shit! Um, yeah, I'm on like uh, I think I'm on the fifth one currently. But uh, I like the original Amityville. The original's great until you get to the point where you get like a green version of zombie in the basement just hovering around <laughs> there, and I I'm like, am Oz. Yeah, 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 that that one's that one hasn't aged super well because I mean it's like late seventies, so that's a pre- pretty fucking early. So uh, it is, but there's just so many good horror films from the late seventies. Yeah, <laughs> great horror films from like all of the seventies. Actually, like, yep. I could have made a list of just seventies horror movies, and it still would have been like, yeah, yeah, these are fantastic movies. So yeah. Well, yeah. besides a floating green head, <laughs> what else don't you like? Like, what what ruins it for you? When they purposely go for jump scares, yeah, um, just subtly goes a long way. Like, I don't think. Uh, you know, for the time when Alfred Hitchcock made Psycho, if he showed the actual murder part, I think eventually people just would have been desensitized. But mm-hmm. the fact that they didn't show it made it a lot more scary in people's heads. Right? So the psychological, more of a psychological aspect where they don't show it, and yeah, you're right, if people can imagine what's going on, is a lot scarier. Because mm-hmm. people's imaginations are fucked. Well, yeah. I mean, that's another thing for me, though, that... Uh, you're basically working off a premise there that a horror movie like has to be scary. I watch plenty of horror movies now that don't scare me, but oh, I watch yeah. them like because they're entertaining. And like, they're unsettling. Like, yeah, especially like well, like like slasher movies, that sort of thing. There are like a bunch of like slasher series out there that are more just like fun to watch than anything. Like they're so formulaic, and you know they're formulaic going into it. Like I don't know if you guys have seen the Chrome Skull movies. No, I think I think no. the first one was called like Laid to Rest. They're pretty like low budget, but uh, they're they're totally formulaic, um, like slasher movies in the same way that like you know Friday the Thirteenth and Halloween and that sort of thing. Um, in the same way that like Stranger Things was a very like formulaic sort of eighties throwback kind of thing, but it's still really good. Okay, well, what about you, uh, Mark Prime? <laughs> What, what's the question again? Sorry. What, what makes a bad horror movie? Yeah, what makes a horror uh, movie unenjoyable for you? I, I don't... 
usually like i'm just picky about movies in general that i watch so like i don't necessarily like go out of my way i don't watch a lot of horror movies mm. um like on like a regular basis so like like because i'll flip through the netflix horror section pretty regularly and like just skip over like 95 percent of it i like, i'll i'll see if something gets good reviews i'll go and watch it because i'm i'd be more interested in being like is it actually going to scare me than anything else like i'm not going to go actively like i don't the formula of a slasher movie is not really like that interesting to me so i'm not going to go and like seek that kind of stuff out like i'll watch i've seen all the friday the 13th or nightmare on elm street so that kind of stuff but like eh, i don't know i don't uh, it's not the kind of thing that i go out of my way to watch a lot of the time so see for me the fun with those is like the over the top way that they like kill people yeah like that's what i like to see is like creative like okay how is this slasher movie gonna like you know mutilate this person who's clearly gonna die in the first 20 minutes kind of thing well i for me it's it's big build-ups for little reward um Mm. like we just watched a movie mark and i about a month and a half ago called um was it hush was it oh that one yeah 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 and it was about a, a deaf woman who was trapped in her house because a serial killer was, like, trying to get in. But it was really interesting because, like, a lot of the time it was silent because, you know, she she couldn't hear. And that was really scary because you could see him and you could see that she had no idea what was going on. Um, and, like, there were moments when he came up right behind her with, like, a knife and this, like, creepy mask. But then half of the way through the movie he takes off the mask and he's just some dude with a beard <laughs> and I was like they, they built it up I wish that he had never taken off the mask he talks to her which makes it worse it, the movie would have been better if it was half an hour shorter with no talking just through her perspective it probably would have been a lot creepier but it's that idea of, like, the, the build and the build and the build. And when sometimes a build is, like, perfectly executed. Like, not the greatest movie in the world, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You always think you're going to find out who this guy is. Or any of the Jason movies. You think you're going to find out who the guy is. But it's never... It's, it's Jason. Yeah. Ha ha. They're, like, they're <laughs> like fucking, like, yeah, but... forces of nature. Yeah. But exactly. you know what I mean, though? They never, even though you know they're people, even though Jason's sort of not by, like, you know, the last few movies, but they still maintain that element of supernaturally evil because they're never explained fully. Like, to me, that's brilliant horror writing because it leaves yeah. you on the edge wondering. Well, it leaves your imagination open. Yeah. And to me... If you give us all the answers, even though I want all the answers, I'm always left unsatisfied at the end of that. Because it never lives up to your expectation. Because like what Mark said earlier, it, uh, you can make a lot more terror in your mind. Yeah. yeah. But do you have anything else to say on this topic before we get to the meat? No. I'm ready. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so here's going to be here's my rules for doing this. If someone says a movie that's on your list, it has to be removed from your list and we'll just talk about it. Oh no. That's yeah. awful. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, I do have plenty of other stuff that I can add to my list. Oh, cheating. But that's cool. Anyway. (laughs) I've um, got a huge list of honorable mentions. We can do some honorable mentions at the end for sure. Yeah. But, um, okay, so let's get started. Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go. Okay. Um, so in order. Um, first one is The Thing. I think The Thing um, is one of the best John Carpenter films. I think it's one of the best practical effects film films ever made. And um, the ending is just so amazing and still sort of ambiguous that it leaves you questioning if either character that survives is really the thing. I think it's just one of the coolest uh, horror films ever made. Uh, Carpenter so, does fantastic. So you're saying that's your number one? That's the first. No, that's my first one on my list. So okay. Five. So are we going in reverse order? Are we going like five to one? Is that how we're going to do it? Yeah, yeah let's I do guess five, so. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, the second one for me, I think, because of the marketing involved in it, and um, I just like the ending of it more than the actual film itself would be the Blair Witch. Um, that was a, that was definitely a game changer too. So I wish I really wish Eric were here because uh, when we saw I was working at the Cineplex uh, in my hometown when that movie came out, and like aside from the fact that I ended up cleaning up more fucking barf uh, <laughs> than I have ever cleaned up since uh, <laughs> because of that fucking movie. <laughs> Um, the night that movie came out, like the night before that movie came out, we screened it for the staff. Like we ran it for the staff yeah. and Eric came with me. And, uh, <laughs> so it's like, we get out of the movie and the movie's, the movie's creepy. Like I, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty well done for yeah. like what it is. Um, so the movie ends and like everybody leaves. And of course, like we, we don't screen movies till like, we don't start them until 1231 o'clock, right? Yep. By the time we clear out, blah, blah, blah. So it's like three o'clock in the morning or something like that. I drive Eric home. Uh, to his parents' house because we're oh shit like eighteen maybe, yeah. Um, and I go home, don't think anything of it. <laughs> so I'm shooting. I must have shot him a text or called him or like, well, I, I don't know what the fuck. Maybe we're on ICQ. I don't know what year this is anymore. <laughs> um, and I'm like, hey man, how's it going? Because I think we were supposed to go to a concert or something that night. And he's like, oh man, uh, I didn't bring my key and I got locked out of the house and I had to sleep in the garage overnight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like after you watch that movie. He's like, I'm like, did you sleep? He's like, nah, fucking freaked me out. So, <laughs> so I still like whenever anybody talks about the Blur Witch, like that's all I think about is Eric like piss scared. I just picture Eric piss scared in his parents' garage overnight because he can't get into the house because oh, he locked hilarious. himself out. That's oh funny. man, it was so fucking funny. Yeah, I also like I lost my shit for like ten minutes. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, oh, dude. That's okay. like that's horrible, <laughs> and I feel bad. But like, that's the funniest fucking thing ever. That is pretty good. <laughs> that is pretty good. Yeah. Um, I worked at the cinema too during that period, and uh, people's reactions were the funniest because we'd wait for them to leave the theaters, and you could hear them talking. They're like, oh my god, that happened. That was real. They they were yeah. convinced that shit was the real. Marketing, the marketing yeah. of that movie as like almost quasi snuff like was oh, really really well done. It was yeah. extremely well done. Especially because they use like like oh god it's like prehistoric internet at that time too like 1999 internet like yeah, to yeah. its fullest effect you like, had to download a real time player just to watch yeah. these videos that's <laughs> 56k yeah 56k yeah, medical board <laughs> yeah and that's one of those things that you couldn't pull off now like that was the sort of thing you could only pull that off once yeah, yeah. and 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 they did it to masterful effect yeah yeah, yeah they did 
I haven't watched that movie since then either. I should watch it again, see if it holds up. Especially I, I have a feeling it might not because, well, I mean, they just released a new one, but because, because like, you know, it was such a novel thing at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The new one, I don't know. Did the new one get, was the reviews any good on it? I didn't Pretty tell. good so far from what I've read. Pretty average, like 68. No, it's not bad. Is it? Not bad for, I mean, for a horror movie. Like for a horror yeah, movie. 2016. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Um, Going back to uh, Mark, like you said, the thing was your like your number five pick. That I don't have anything particular to add except for that I fucking love that movie and oh. John Carpenter's a total yeah. genius. So. Fantastic. Did you guys see the? Um, they made a prequel a couple years ago that was actually oh, that was, it, it was excellent. Actually, yeah. it was really good. Really? I, was super, I was I watched it and was like, holy shit, this is actually this doesn't suck. I thought it was gonna suck really <laughs> bad. Yeah, but it was. It's also rem- just called the thing. It came out in like 2011. See, I wasn't. I wasn't impressed with it because I heard that they did practical effects and then they went over top of it with the CG. Actually, it didn't. It, it looked good. I thought it looked, everything looked yeah. pretty cool. I, so. yeah. I, I thought it was kind of weak because I played the video game for the thing. Mm. Where oh. it's, the, uh, it's actually the sequel to the movie. And I thought that was actually a lot better. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but um, anyways, um, my third would be Exorcist. And I know that takes you one off your list. I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> yeah, that takes my number one off, actually. So. Um, you really, you really fucked me. You really just so. fucked me. Yeah, sorry, buddy. <laughs> um, I just think sorry, that, or that Christy fucked me because she made a rule. So, well, if you have an honorable mention, you can mention those. We'll just put it on this number one. <laughs> let him have it. Let him, let him have it. It is his favorite film for the horror genre. Guys, you gotta keep yeah. it a surprise. But. Uh, <laughs> This is the first movie that really freaked me out because of subtlety on top of just how, like, crazy some some stuff went, right? Like, um, the thing that I noticed most of all was when they re- re-released it in, uh, what, the late 90s, early 2000s. It was 2000 and... Uh, I want to say 2000, 2001. Yeah, that sounds about right because I was still at the theater at that at that. Yeah, point. so was I. And uh, actually, I just quit. And the guy that I just trained how to do the projectionist fucked up the sound on Exorcist. Nice. <laughs> and uh, I was watching it, and I noticed that there's really subtle things like you can actually see the demon statue silhouette when they close Reagan's door for the first time. Yeah, they did a lot of uh, like that version of the movie. They cleaned up the print so much that you could see like a lot of that subtle stuff that got lost, kind of in like well, it's, a lot of it's lost because of like film to VHS translations, yep. and plus you're losing shit in pan and scan too, right? Exactly, so exactly. You're losing so. so much detail um, that when they excuse me restored it and you watch it like a modern like a blu-ray version of it now you're like holy shit they added a lot um freaking added a lot to that like the frames of those movies oh it was, it was incredible um so yeah that's that movie's my number one uh it's legitimately probably the only movie i'm still scared of that movie uh i'm 34 actually 30 well almost 35 and i still i can't watch that movie by myself so, to this day. do you have, do you have um, nightmares of demi demi help me no man, like the little girl, like the little possessed girl. <laughs> Fuck me, priest. Fucking freaks me out. Like I do yeah, not. She's like, fucking terrifying. It's so weird. I can't like handle. Like even, uh, like the book. I've read the book. I've read, actually read all the books. Um, I've seen all the movies. I actually I downloaded the first episode of the new show. Um, I always think they usually a new show. Yeah, yeah. The Fox is running a show called The Exorcist. Like it's a twelve episode uh, miniseries or something like that. The first episode came out this week. Or was aired this week. Yeah, came out because I don't have cable, so I get my TV otherwise. Other ways, um, but yeah, The Exorcist. 
um, is like I don't know. It's it's definitely like I think it's still like the scariest movie I've ever seen because like actually to this day still I can't watch it on my own or uh, have a copy of it in my house because it fucking traumatized me so brutally as a child. Oh wow! See, um, that's yeah, it fucked me up. Because I watched it when I was twenty-two. Oh. Uh. Um, and the first time I saw it, this is actually a movie that I made out through. Um, <laughs> oh my god! So like this guy and I um, were on our like third date, and uh, we just like just made out like hardcore throughout the entire thing. Like to the point that by the wait, end we were wait. Both just like, we yeah, wait, let me look at Mark's face during this. I, yeah, I want to watch this. Wait, the, the, my, <laughs> my question was actually I was going to interrupt you and ask like, um, was this Mark? No. Nope. Or was it somebody else? It was somebody else awesome. who I like. Good luck, Tedded. <laughs> You're a horrible person. <laughs> or good luck, Chuck. Good luck, Chuck. <laughs> Dean cooked, but um, cooked like a turkey. But um, yeah, I. Uh, after he dated me, he found his wife. And they have a baby now. That's but nice. anyway, so whenever a really inappropriate scene to make out to came out, which is a lot of it, we would just be <laughs> like, game off. Pause. Watch the terrifying scene. And um, then go back to make it out. I, had, I went and saw the movie when it came out. It was re-released, like the version you, you've never seen or whatever. Um, and I probably had the most like girl reaction to it. Uh, the, the girl I was, my girlfriend at the time, I was hiding on her like the like the cowering kind of like into her arm kind of shit that you would expect the girl to do. Aww. I was doing that with her because I was like, I can't fucking handle this movie. <laughs> I I was twenty or something like that at the time. I'm still like, nope, nope, still can't do it. Still can't fucking do it. I think it's fucking. Happen. We're gonna have to do an Exorcist commentary. Oh man, Maybe that'll be ne- next Halloween if we make it that long. Oh, Christ, that would be fun. it is. Yeah, you know what's not a date movie. A Clockwork Orange. <laughs> <laughs> I made that there's mistake. A, there's a story with with Christy. No, 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 no. I haven't watched it with her. We probably won't because no. What? Oh, but guys, you like your other memories with your other bitch. No, because I like you too much. And I don't want to subject you to a weird scene in that film. Oh, the beginning. I've seen it. Sorry. The beginning. I've seen it. Yeah. Okay. The eyes being held open. I've seen it. I've seen no, no, no. That's no, the, the rape scene. Yeah. Where the rape scene. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where they're using one of my favorite songs. Singing in the, Singing rain. In the rain. Yep. Fucking Clockwork Orange. Oh, that movie has an amazing soundtrack. Yeah, it does. But, um, yeah, no, he, he watched that with one of his other bitches. Yeah. But to get on track, The Exorcist, definitely on my list. Uh,. <laughs> <laughs> We're tangenting like crazy bitches, but that's where ah, the, that's, that's where the fun happens. It, it is yeah. fun. It is fun. <laughs> uh, my fourth one, even though the last two that I have are more comedies, um, even though they're horror and theme, um, Dead Alive. Oh, nice, nice, uh, good call. Yeah, it is just utterly ridiculous. <laughs> um, it is one of the goriest. Um, films, especially near the end when uh, he just plows through a whole bunch of people with a uh, lawnmower <laughs> strapped to his waist, and uh, it just doesn't take itself seriously, which is great. Um, is it a horror horror? Probably not. I would say it's more of a horror comedy just because of the context. 
but I have a lot of that kind of stuff in my list too, where I'm like, it's, yeah. there's movies. I think I think if you do it right, like you can balance horror and comedy pretty well. But oh, yeah. like I I I think certain things fall into that line where they're still like some of my favorite movies. I mean, obviously, like I'll talk about Ghostbusters till the end of fucking time. But th- yeah. there is some yeah, genuinely yeah. scary parts to that movie. Yeah. Um, but it's still it's like it's clearly a comedy. But like the reason why it's so funny a lot of the time is because like there's some really genuinely terrifying stuff in there. Yep. Um, and they play it well too. But anyway, let's not talk about Ghostbusters because that's just going to bring up bad memories for our longtime <laughs> listeners. Um, Poor Ghostbuster episode. Yeah. I wasn't there the, for that. The black sheep of the uh, Dance Robot Dance uh, episode list. Conscience is clean. <laughs> okay, then, so what, that's, that's number two or three? Two. That was three, two? wasn't it? No, that's that's what the you, that's that, number two. Yep, and my first one is a movie that I made Christy watch when we first started going out, and it brings me back to High Fidelity, where what do you mean she hasn't watched Evil Dead Two yet? Oh my oh, gosh! Nice. Right, so I had to make that happen. I didn't even get that reference when he said that to me. I was like, no, I haven't. I haven't watched Evil Dead Two. Yet. So, so wait, you hadn't seen Evil Dead Two or High Fidelity? Uh, I saw High Fidelity once, uh, but I was pretty stoned. <laughs> it was a phase. Yeah, that's can't probably the right way to see that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I like my entire existence is based around like wanting to own a record store like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think Mark owns a video game store, dude? It's not that far off. <laughs> well, no, I'd imagine it's not that different. But like, no. you get to be really shitty to your customers like that too, and make fun of them for listening to crap because like that's just well, sounds like when, when they leave. Fun. Of course, I don't tell oh. them that. But. <laughs> Uh, well, let them buy one of his employees does. Album. Oh yeah, he's a, he's a pill. But anyways, Bill is totally the the um, Jack Black. Jack Black of that movie. Yeah, he definitely is. Uh, awesome. Um, but Evil Dead Two, it's it's comedy, it's horror, but it comes back to comedy. And usually, I don't like slapstick, but I really like it in this film. Um, Randy you just does knocked some, off one of mine. Sorry, buddy. That's what it's definitely one of my like the Evil Dead series is definitely one of my honorable mentions. Like, have you guys watched? Have you been watching the show like Ash vs Evil Dead? Oh, yeah, I got it's, a, it's the, pretty good. I the, fucking love that show. The new episode just got leaked too. Like, uh, oh, Stars put it out. So nice. So oh, I'm excited. That's but, awesome. Uh, yeah, the Evil Dead. I really franchise. enjoyed that first season. I haven't seen. Oh, it Oh, it's great. It was so much fun. Yeah, but uh, Evil Dead too. The camera work is incredible. Like, if that was a film. That's probably one of the few films that I actually wanted to, uh, that probably wanted to be to get into directing, which I never did, because I ended up opening up a store. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know, just everything about it, and even like the musical and everything, just came from that. And so good. They did such a I good know, job. Yeah, I didn't see the musical, but oh, I, I had friends yes. that did and saw it like in the Splash Zone. Oh, yeah. you have to go Splash Zone. I've gone three I times. Don't know what to Cabin in the woods, yeah, so good. The Necronomicon is one of the best songs. What? How's the chorus go? Um, First we jump, then we, then it lasts two all around. Then we, I'm trying to remember. Pop our hands. She's not doing it justice right now. Yeah, they have a Fonz reference there. It's it's really good, but it's a it's a great musical. But it you know it all stems from this movie. It's uh, it's it's incredible because it's just such a fun film. It doesn't take itself seriously, which is great, and uh, it just has a lot of fun with the, all the gore. 
All the men in my life keep getting killed by Kandarian demons. <laughs> Kandarian demons, Kandarian demons, Kandarian demons. It's so good. Uh, it's yeah. so good. Anyways, but I wish I'd got to see that. Yeah, that's my number one. Nice. God damn you, woman. Sorry, I can do this all day. <laughs> okay, all who's right. next? Maybe, maybe uh, I better go before any more get knocked off my list. I could see him just like... I'm going like, to have like... I like have that. two movies left. <laughs> I don't think we're going to have that much overlap, Mark. Okay, wait. No, you guys notice, though, that when Tim really wants to talk about something... He sits back in his yep. chair, lets yeah. his moment. This is a visual gag, and then he sits <laughs> forward to get attention. For the, for the listening audience who are actually listening to this podcast, like when we do the recording, we get into a Google Hangout so we can see each other too. Just so you're what if you're wondering what the fuck we're talking about all the time, we're talking about visual gags. We can <laughs> see each other. Um, but yeah, just to explain it. Yeah. We've, we've made references to this about five times. They're probably like, how the fuck are they even seeing each other? Yeah. Oh, they're sitting in the same room together. The audio is so clear and crisp. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, don't don't worry, Mark. I think I might only knock off maybe one more of yours. <laughs> I know I know the, that my number five isn't going to knock off one for anybody. So I, especially over the last like three or four years or something like that, have gotten a lot into indie horror because there's a lot of really good indie horror being made right now. You can do it for really low budget because, um, you know, you can do so much like effects and stuff like that for cheap now with like, C- uh, maybe not CGI, but like with stuff like After Effects and that kind of thing. Um, so I pulled, it, I had a really hard time finding one. The way, all right. First, I gotta say the way that I approach this list, I'm the fucking like scientist out of this group. I'm really analytical. I went through and I was like, I gotta have like one on this list out of sort of all of my favorite subgenres. So uh, indie horror and body horror are my first subgenre. So my number five is a movie called Contracted that uh, came out like 2013 or something like that. Okay. Basically, it's have any of you guys seen this? No. no. Okay. So what it is is it starts oh. out with with a girl that gets uh, basically sexually assaulted. She gets raped at like a party or something like that and contracts an STD. But the STD she gets is actually like zombie disease. It follows. No, that's not a zombie though. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so so she basically starts like rotting, uh, and, like she's still like going to her job and stuff like that, and her fucking fingernails are falling off, and her teeth are falling out, and her vagina starts like rotting, and like uh, at one point she like calls this uh, asshole stalker over, like knowing that she's infected with something, and lets him fuck her, <gasps> like her like maggot ridden like vagina, her vagine. Yeah. <laughs> so for, right now, for instance, everybody in the Google Hangout looks pretty disgusted. <laughs> Mark, Mark Prime in particular. Uh, and so it, it's a really good movie. I highly recommend it. Um, it it's really good body horror. It also has obvi- uh, obviously a really good like feminist slant to it as well. Sounds, um, it sounds real feminist. Well, it's it's it basically ends up being sort of like a revenge porn sort of thing, right? Because uh, she ends up getting revenge on this guy that's been like stalking her uh, by letting him fuck her. And yeah, but that's the and, worst part. She has to have sex with him. What is okay? No, but seriously, that's the like, horror. <laughs> yeah. What is stalking now? Like, uh, the second or like the first most popular sport amongst like men, like aged like eighteen to thirty four or something like that. Is that? 
What, stalking? Yeah. That's sorry, it's a joke from Angel. I, <laughs> if Eric were here, he would have got it. God damn it. I literally thought you said, um, what's that new dance that people do? Dabbing. I thought you said dabbing. Dabbing. Was dabbing. Popular <laughs> sport. God. I was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> then you do That's the why the ozone layer is so shit right now. You work in the movie. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, there's a lot of good indie horror out there right now, and I definitely recommend you go out and find it. Um, mm-hmm. I'll Is it on Netflix? I don't remember. I downloaded it. I torrented it. But, um, oh, I mean, I, I, found it, pirate. I, found, I found it by totally legal methods. Um, <laughs> but so, so what I'll generally do for indie horror um, is, like, maybe once a year, once every two years, I'll go on Bloody Disgusting, and they usually have, like, top ten lists by a bunch of their editors. And I'll go through those top ten lists and just download everything off of them and, and watch them. And a lot of the time, there's you know clearly a lot of overlap on them. Um, but that's a really good way to find sort of the stuff that's not getting these like huge theatrical releases. Because ninety percent of that is shit anymore. It's all jump scares and rehashes and trope to shit. So that's why I like the indie stuff because there's a lot more sort of unique, uh, you know, original stuff there. True. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, moving on, my number four was going to be, it was going to be the original Evil Dead, not Evil Dead 2, but I'm going to bump that now since, uh, Duty Mark already fucked that one for me, but that's fine because I have a huge list, like I said, of honorable mentions and I'm going to get to add one back in. So I'm going to go with the Hellraiser series, uh, the original Hellraiser movies, but really, really the whole series. I've never seen those. Um, Uh, so that one, that's Pinhead. If you know that character, he's the guy. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> ghosts? So, <laughs> oh, God. Um, so yeah, it's, God it's also sort of, sort of torture porny, but um, it's uh, basically hedonism to the nth degree kind of thing. Like, it's, it's almost like that, uh, proto-torture porn. Like, it's so, like, yeah. ahead of where that, that yeah, that's genre true. ended up coming Yeah, exactly. Out, like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I mean, torture porn for beginners, folks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. You're gonna uh, write your thesis about it at some point, and then uh, start at Hellraiser. Yeah, yeah, and again, it was something that was really different than all the other horror that was coming out. It was a lot more. It had a lot more sort of uh, kind of fantasy elements to it than I think a lot of the stuff that was coming out in like the early mid '80s. Um, but yeah, that's definitely, and it, it also has a lot of uh, that, like I don't know, Lovecraft sort of vibe oh. to it as well. I was just about to say, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's one of those things. Like, since we're not talking about books, Lovecraft is like I, I love that. Like the all that mythos stuff is so like I, that. That stuff probably still kind of creeps me out a little bit. Like that yeah. existential. Like these things are so big they don't even really consider you alive, kind of thing, and they're just out there and evil and yeah, really not giving a shit if you exist or not. So. Yeah, and, and 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 mythos is definitely one of the things I like about the Hellraiser movies. Like it very it. Is very much you know a, an ancient evil kind of thing, and I like that. And that, um, so yeah, those are those would be my number four. Uh, and number three, I had to have a zombie movie on my list, and for me, the ultimate zombie movie is the original Dawn of the Dead. Nice. Mm. Yep. Because um, that one again was just like a real fucking game changer for that genre. Uh, it you know established i mean night of the living dead really is the sort of major start of the zombie genre but dawn of the dead was the one that really sort of brought it into the mainstream and uh made it a little more serious and uh sort of really established some of those like tropes that we have today like if you get bit you turn and that kind of thing 
True. That's that's a good point. And the soundtrack oh. is uh, awesome. Yeah. There's actually there's multiple soundtracks to it. So I have like the yeah. ultimate edition of it. Um, and there were like multiple soundtracks for it, depending on if you saw it like in North America and Europe. Yep. And they're both really good soundtracks. So um, if you're ever if you if you like Dawn of the Dead, but you've never seen sort of the alternate versions of it, I would definitely recommend looking those up. Um, yeah. Let's see. I thought you were gonna steal one of mine again. I was just, like gonna fucking scream. So no, I, I have a feeling. Was I won't ask what yours is, but I think I have a feeling, and we'll verify that soon. Yeah. Um, the next one is one that I think I might end up stealing from somebody, and that's uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. So that's my number two. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I I love. I really like the sort of horror comedy, as we sort of talked about a little bit already, and I think that that's the series that really. Uh, nailed that and nailed sort of the balance there. Like you've got the slasher elements, you've got the and and I just fucking love Freddy as a character. Do you consider the first one though? Like they're not they don't really lean into like him being like the star of the show until later in the series. Don't like I don't know. Yeah, it's sort of a cop out because really I love all those movies, but mm-hmm. the the original is really I think the most sort of iconic one. But they definitely yeah it it. Like they play him more straight in the first one, I find. Well, Actually, the second one, too. the second one's a weird yeah. fucking movie, though. So yeah, yeah. it was. It was. Um, They're all like they don't really like lean into like Freddy as like you know it becomes like Freddy until yeah. like, finger quotes. Sorry, guys. I I kind of thought about um, doing uh, rather than the original Nightmare on Elm Street, doing a uh, new Nightmare. Oh yes, because yeah. <laughs> that was another real sort of game changer in the same series that really sort of invented the sort of meta horror genre. Yeah. Subgenre, yeah, pretty you know, where you actually had like, yeah, exactly. You actually had like stuff that was sort of bleeding over into the real world and and that kind of thing. I first um, saw Nightmare on Elm Street when I was at a church function. I don't think <laughs> it was. As you do. I thought. I think they thought it was that show with Johnny Depp. Oh, Twenty One Jump Street. Twenty One Jump yeah. Street. <laughs> nice. So I mean, I had to put one on the list that was from that sort of era, like that you know slasher. Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth era, but for me, Night of Nightmare on Elm Street is really the best series out of all those. Um, and then my number one is going to be uh, definitely like torture porn and what really sort of reinvented torture porn for our our generation, and that's Saw. Such a fucking weird. I hate that term so much, <laughs> but it's Torch totally accurate porn. though. <laughs> So, so I literally I just watched rewatched the whole Saw series a couple weeks ago for probably the fifth or sixth time at least. How? I've probably seen the original movie at least ten times. Um, and I think for me, what what I like about those movies is that there is that I mean, it is the closest to realistic out of any of the movies on my list. Uh, and that it is something that could potentially actually happen. I don't know. You know man. I don't know, man. Nightmare on Elm Street sounds like something that could totally fucking happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dream Man comes yeah, in, kills you in your sleep. Yeah. Uh, and and I just I love the uh, the psychological aspect of the Saw movies, like being put in a, into a situation that is, you know, kind of no win, but there is a win. But you have to like it really fucks with your head that you have to subject yourself to the whatever unspeakable act in order to win the game. Yep. So, I'm telling and, and you, all, that's the scariest movies. 
And it also did a lot of good stuff. The series in general did a lot of good stuff in terms of like fucking with timelines and uh, that sort of thing too. So if you haven't watched some of the sequels, there's a lot of good stuff where they do a lot of bait and switch kind of things where like you think it's going one way and it goes the other, or you think you're watching things in one order, but you're actually watching them in a different order. Uh, and that's something that is more common now, but I think it, it, the Saw series use that to really great effect. So that would be my number one. I came really close to calling Cube my number one <laughs> horror movie. movie. Nice. That's another one I can watch over and over and over again. It is sort of in the same genre where it's like a psychological sort of uh, torture porn. You're stuck in like these maniacal devices kind of thing. So that's my top five. Nice. Ooh. Good list. Yep. Um, I guess I'll go next so none, no more of my shit gets stolen. <laughs> true, um, true. And I've just had to like quickly rewrite. I'm like, how do I rewrite my list to not include The Exorcist as but, number one? Because but Christy's only seen six movies. So. I know. So I'm assuming we won't have any <laughs> crossover. <laughs> uh, hopefully, anyway. Um, my list is very, very different. Yeah. So like having to eliminate The Exorcist from my number one spot really like fucks my list up pretty badly. So you're welcome. Um, I'm, yeah, thank you for that. That's awesome. Uh, That's still you're your you're never one. invited back. Yeah, Marcus. this is the last time I say yes to her. When she says like, "Can we bring the other Mark in?" Yay! No, fuck that. He fucked my list up. Yeah, he has to go last. Yeah, yeah, th- yeah. I'm going first this time. Fuck him. <laughs> We're doing a top five list. I'm going fucking first. Um, so I guess like num like my number five on my old like I don't even know how to like describe it anymore. Um, I said uh, American Werewolf in London. Oh, um, oh that's nice. a solid I always put that on my list. Yeah, yeah, I fucking love that movie. Um, I like there's so many different aspects of it. There's a thing about like certain horror movies where like when they make you stop and think about what's going on, and like like consider the consequences of some of the stuff that's happening. Um, the, the conversations he has with his best friend, like his rotting corpse of a best friend yeah. as the movie progresses, like, I think that's actually kind of the scariest part of the movie is having these haunted, like desiccated corpses coming back and talking to you. Yep. Um, not to like mention the fact that like, and this is a recurring theme in my like picks too, where like you lose control of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, hence the exorcist thing too, where like this, something else takes over and like you lose control of your whatever consciousness or body or whatever. Um, and that's the very much like the werewolf trope in a nutshell. I mean, obviously there's all kinds of stuff you can talk about. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know, male animalistic urges or blah, blah, blah. But like really just that like idea that like there's something inside you that you can't control and it takes over and does really fucking horrible things yeah. to people around you and stuff like that. I always think it's really good. Plus it's got some of the, like, it's still probably got the best werewolf transformation oh my God. Yes. of any movie ever. Yeah. Like, I remember, yeah, I remember, like, when my parents first showed me that, my parents were, like, not like Tim's. They were pretty liberal about letting me watch whatever the fuck I wanted to. (laughs) They were watching the movie one time, like, they'd rented it or whatever, and they let me watch it. And that fucking transformation, like, just skeeved me out to no end. It It was especially for for that time, time. too. Nothing. That's what I mean. And, like, like if you watch it, like, I have it on Blu ray. Like, this is one of my favorite movies. So, like, I've, I've seen it a million times. Like, I watch it almost every Halloween. Um, like that transformation, like it's all practical and it still fucking holds up. Like it's still creepy, oh, yeah. like looking and sounding. Like the sound design of his skeletal structure, like oh, recombining or whatever, is Cracking just like and ripping. Yeah. Oh fuck, it's horrifying, right? Like it's so well done, and like just that whole like interplay, like all that stuff, and it's like it's so nicely set against like the London backdrop, um, where you get that kind of old timey feel. Like London, like England's got that. Regardless, especially then, had that kind of like 
pre-Thatcher kind of like weird. Oh, the architecture is weird, right? Like it's very, yeah. it's very drab. Yeah, it's very drab. So like you're you're off like this offsetting all this horror against this like really weird kind of like drab thing, and like the ending in like the Piccadilly Circus and stuff like that in the porno theater, no less, because like, yeah. Uh, I, like, I love that. Really, right? And then there's also like the weird, like all the like they. I think this is like I know everybody keeps we've been shitting on jump scares. I think that's the, like one movie where I'm like I have no problem with these jump scares, where they do the the dream sequences, and like the Nazi because he's like the main character is Jewish ostensibly, but like the Nazi like werewolves come in and kill his family and shit like that. They do those jump scares really effectively. I think we're like I think it's one in particular where like he wakes up from the dream where he's seen his family killed and then like another werewolf pops out in the hospital room and kills the girl um, who gets naked in the movie. So bonus for horror movies. Cause there's always <laughs> movies. So. Yeah. That's, that's a draw for me as well. Yeah. Um, what's her name? Jenny Aguder. Yeah. That's the one. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So that's, that's, that's my, like, that was my number five pick. Um, yeah, that's a good pick. Number four is kind of like, I almost, I, oh, that's why I almost jumped down your throat. Tim, I said night of the living dead. Um, nice. I love that. I don't know. Like, the the atmosphere that he creates, like I think it's just because it's like it's black and white and like yeah, everybody acts really well. It's got that nice like we have the like kind of the first real like black lead in a movie too, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, and like he more well, he survived like he survives till the end of like the zombie attack, only to be like killed by the fact that people didn't even think like twice to just shoot him. So mm-hmm. so he was killed by like regular living people at the end of it but like the way he they build tension in that movie i think is like really fantastically well done like i actually think like that's something that like modern horror doesn't do as well like that tension build that happens a lot yeah um and like especially in my picks where like they do that slow build yeah and like things get worse and worse and worse and they let you think about it um whatever the device they use to make you pause and think about it um it does it does still happen just not in the in the mainstream stuff yeah, and I don't watch. I should probably go. I should get you. I should get some picks from you for like some <laughs> indie stuff to like watch because like I, I do enjoy horror movies, but like I, I watch the mainstream stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck off! Like this is horror now, shit. Some of the best stuff that's happening now is not the stuff that's actually getting theatrical releases. Yeah, and it's like foreign shit and that sort of thing too. If if you don't mind watching horror with subtitles, no, I don't. Well, it, subtitles don't bother me at all, so right. that's not a problem for me. Um, so my next one uh, is the uh, Stanley Kubrick Shining, like nice. not the fucking TV miniseries. Oh, that was like, awful. The Jack, the Jack Nicholson. With yeah, Stephen Weber. Yeah, Stephen Weber. Yeah, from Wings. From Wings. From Wings. Yeah. yeah, from Wings. Yeah, no, no, no. Jack Nicholson, motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> um, just like watching that. And again, it's like that slow build to him just like slowly unraveling and like terrorizing his family. Yeah. Um, which is really kind of horrifying to watch and stuff like that. And like Jack Nicholson, like I think he's scary in real life. I mean, he's awesome. <laughs> he's Jack Nicholson. But like watching him act like when he was in his prime is always like like a sight to behold. Yeah. And plus you hear the stories about like what went on. Like I've read the book and the book's not even – I actually find the movie more disturbing than the book. Yeah. Did, you watch, uh, did you watch Room 237? Not yet. It's on. It's like I, oh, I it's know good. it's there, and it's like something yeah. I gotta watch. Yeah, for our um, listeners, Room Two Thirty Seven is a documentary about uh, basically the making of The Shining. That um, and and sort of the theories and uh, a lot of the like imagery and stuff like that, and that has gone into it. And so, it's if you're a fan of The Shining, you should definitely watch it. Yeah. Well, I just like I love the uh, I love the stuff especially because you always hear the the stories. Like I've read this, like stuff about the making of the movie, like the the stories of like. Um, 
of Kubrick just like torturing. Is it Shelley Duvall? Yep. Shit. Shelley yeah. Duvall. Shelley yeah. Duvall. Like just torturing Shelley Duvall on set so that she like was losing weight and her hair was falling out and shit like that. So yeah. he got yeah. like the best performance possible. Well, he's, well, wait, um, well before Jared Leto decided to be an asshole on the set of, on the set of Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. <laughs> was, uh, I guess he got it from uh, Hitchcock because then yeah. he did, the, the, did that yeah. with uh, Tippi Hendrick. Yeah. But yeah, which like, leads me leads me into my next pick, which is Psycho. Nice. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. yeah. You took mine. Fuck <laughs> good. I'm glad I got to take somebody's because like they took my number one. So fuck you guys. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's no. So so Psycho. Well. Uh. I like. I I couldn't. I was kind of debating which one to pick because I'm a big Hitchcock fan. Um. Yeah. He's weirdly uh as an illustrator, he's actually a big influence on me. Like the way he frames shots. I used to steal. I actually still do. Like when I'm writing my like drawing my own book, I will. I have a list of shots that I've stolen, like screen capped and put aside into like a folder that are all Hitchcock movies where like the way he frames things inside a frame is so interesting. Um, Like I don't know if anybody is as good with a camera as that guy. Like he picked his shots so meticulously and so well. And like the way he frames up everything in Psycho to like build up to the reveal and all the stuff that happens. And like even we were talking about the murder scene, like, um yeah but like you don't see anything like you see her react and then you don't see anything no like the knife goes down and that's the end you don't see anything yeah it's just blood going down the drain and it's not even that much blood when you really look at it it's like oh okay whatever but uh yeah no the way he builds that like the tension after the murder to the reveal of like norman bates being like yeah Yeah. his mother yeah Totally crazy, yeah, yeah. Like living with his mother in his head, kind of thing. Yeah, is like just a masterclass on oh, like how the, to do. And the the fucking heard a fly. Yeah, and the fucking light swinging back and forth. Yeah, at the like, end and, just like oh, ev- like beautiful. Everything about like anything like I've like I've, I've sat through like probably all of his movies at this point. Just like and I'll do it. I'll sit there and time code shit and be like, ah, pick a frame, like stealing that frame. Like I'm gonna use that at some point. Yeah. Um, just because he's so good with that kind of stuff. But like, you could pick almost. Even his more thrillery stuff, like something like Rear Window or something like that, still has that oh, like great. builds tension to the point where like yeah. you're, like I feel myself fucking like not breathing because I'm sitting yeah. there wondering what the fuck's going on. But he just does it so well; he's like totally the master. Yeah. Um, while while we're talking about Psycho, have uh, has anybody here like sat down and watched all the sequels and like the short-lived TV show and all that? I watched no. one of the sequels when I was a kid, and I remember that yeah. disturbed me for a little while because. There's Norman Bates just. Has anybody uh, seen the remake? No. Uh, yes, oh, I've seen it all. Of them. Uh, have you yeah. seen it? Uh, it's uh, oh. oh shit. Who directed v- it? Gus Van Sant. Gus Van Sant. Yeah, Vince Vaughn. Yeah, Vince Vaughn's yeah. uh, plays Norman Bates. Is it Naomi Watts that plays the girl? Yeah, the the yeah, and then Julianne the... Julianne Moore's in it too. She's like the I think it's her sister or whatever. Or her... It's Anne Hayes. Anne right, Anne Hayes. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it's uh. Fuck. Uh, not Harvey Keitel. God damn it. This is why we have the internet, folks. Yeah. Wait, did you say the short-lived TV show? Are you talking about Bates Motel? No, there was actually a uh, Psycho... Psycho TV show. Yeah, okay. Psycho Bates TV Motel show. great. Um, it was in the first v- season. That's all there's I Viggo Mortensen was in it. William H. Macy was in it. That's who it was. William H. Macy, that's what I was trying to think of. Sorry. Whew, brain fart. Fuck. Um, yeah. No, there was actually an older uh, 
psycho TV show like in the 80s or something like that. Let me look Yeah, up. I remember something about that. I never watched it though. No. Um and have you but yeah, have you guys any of you guys been watching um Bates Motel? I saw the first season and that was uh that was the last time I watched it. I've watched it. I've watched everything except the last season. It has been it's had, it's been pretty good. It adds a lot to the sort of a lot of dimension to the character, I well, think. I had trouble I really enjoyed it, but it also was one of those things that I had trouble watching because it was so difficult to watch her master manipulate this kid. Yeah. No, she does an amazing job. Oh. Uh, fuck, who is it that plays his mother? I know, she's in everything. She was fuck. in the conjuring. Yeah. The blonde. Oh, Vera Farmiga. Um, yeah, Vera Farmiga. She does an amazing job on that yeah, show. Great. So, uh, yeah, I definitely recommend it in terms of... It's one of the better horror TV shows that are yeah. out there at the moment. Um, let's see. Where the fuck is this TV show? I can't remember. I can't find it. Oh, well. Moving on. Okay, so now, because, again, I'm going to reiterate the fact that somebody fucking stole my number one pick... Um, <laughs> my, the other the other one that's on my list, and this is um, this is I'm sure we're going to get into a bit of a like we've kind of had a little bit of a conversation about it. Alien is my number two pick overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like the like the the kind of like it's kind of like the ultimate slasher movie to me almost like it's just that one thing that you can't stop coming after you inside a haunted house, which is like a giant industrial complex of a starship or whatever. Yeah. Um. But like again, really Scott, and it's it's all tension building. Like it's always that's what like I think gets me into the horror movies more than anything. It's all about like you don't really see the alien until I don't know. Did you really see it in the first one? I can't even remember. Like I it, oh like, yeah, briefly oh, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I like, mean, part, it's a it's a slow reveal. Like they reveal yeah. it a bit at a time, but you definitely do. And but to be fair, like that's I think that's one of the few times where they're like, oh, we showed you the monster, and I'm like, okay, it's still fucking creepy. Like it's such a goddamn disturbing image of like no, Giger's designs were just yeah, absolutely amazing, incredible. Yeah. So it's such like a weird and like you get all you get all kinds of like different kind of stuff. Like Tim was talking about like different like subgenres in there. Like you get all the body horror, like this thing like invading you so there's all the rape allegory and stuff that's in the movie and then like like literally everything in that movie is just dicks coming to penetrate you so yeah um i i I mean i love the alien movies but like i said i just don't really consider it horror but i will always point to that franchise as the best uh example of a director putting a stamp on a movie well and that's yeah you know yeah the, the first three especially like regardless of what you think about the third one like it's definitely it's definitely a Fincher movie. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's such a and Fincher this, movie. And the second is such a fucking camera movie, and the first and like, is such a and really I, I love movie. like I love that the second one's not even like remotely the same genre of movie anymore. Oh, it's like, an action it's, horror at it's that an point. Action horror movie yeah. at that yeah. point, right? Like the Aliens has more in common with Predator than it has in common with its own definitely like predecessor, right? Like because yeah. just like yeah i don't know i like i like i like the first three i have no problem with alien three i think the director's cut or whatever like the one that was on the last box set was probably better than the theatrical cut but it was a yeah. better cut it explained yeah. a lot more it was like actually the, the, the first really, movie i think i saw in the series was the third one and so that's one of the reasons oh, really? that i i sort of uh sort of i i that's a that's another thing i can i can give my parents credit for is that they will they they, they made me watch the classics first like they, i had yes. to i had to sit through i was gonna watch alien 3 when it came out they're like well we'll get you the fucking first two at the very least like you're 11 <laughs> and probably shouldn't be watching this shit but go with god or whoever <laughs> um 
so yeah so that's that's pretty much my list in a nutshell i got a bunch of like uh honorable mentions that are more like horror comedy stuff that i was like uh, we could talk about afterwards what's that you can name them real quick. Uh, I had, I had, uh, well, yeah, because you guys fucked me on my Exorcist pick, so like, <laughs> um, I'd had, I had spots, and it's kind of because like I, I was, wasn't sure to like if we were gonna really get into like the horror comedy side of stuff, but like I had Cabin in the Woods. Oh, that's um, on yeah. my list. Oh, is it? Oh, sorry, well, sorry. Maybe let's let uh, let's let Christy do it, then we can go back and do. Are you still doing it? If it's an honorable yeah. mention. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> since, her, since her list is so limited, anyways. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to steal something from her, like no. I was stolen from so egregiously. Thanks. <laughs> um. Okay. So, uh, mine are like they're scary, but um, more like because when I watched them in my life, they were pretty. They were like you know upsetting enough. So I'd say number five would be Carrie. Okay. Uh, yeah. Not the remake, right? No, no, the original. Um, mostly because that came out of fucking left field. That she was, you know, could move things with her brains. Um, Tele- and the fact that, like, yeah, they, they pushed her so far. And, like, to be perfectly honest, I was, like, super bullied when I was younger. Mm. Um, and I remember, like, what scared me about Carrie was how I identified with her. That's I, was like, I think it was probably one of the earliest examples of like <laughs> feminist horror for sure. Yeah, because like she came out and like sought like the, intense revenge, and then even when yeah. like that hand at the end coming out of the the grave, yeah, like that was it was fucking terrifying. And but, like all the blood allegory yeah, and that sort of thing too, blood, and the mother who was like insane. Who played the mother in the original? Oh. I'm trying to remember. That's why we have the internet, folks. Yeah. But Tim's, Google, Tim's Googling for us. I'm trying to monitor the recording. I don't like flipping my fucking windows around too much anymore. It causes yeah. issues. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Carrie was genuine. And it was also one of the first horror movies I ever saw. So it kind of set the bar for, like, I was so uncomfortable. With- I wish I could remember, like, what the first one I saw was. Because I can't, at this point, remember. Uh, well, was it was it awkward, Piper though. Piper Laurie was- that played her mother? Oh, it might be it, yeah. Is her um, mother's name Margaret White? What was Carrie's last name? I don't know. IMDb just has Bradshaw. her listed as Carrie. Um, <laughs> that would be a totally different movie. Yeah. I remember it being really awkward, though, because the shower scene happened and I was sitting with my dad. <laughs> I, was like, I was like nine. Um, but anyway, so that one for me was just like... Uh, extraordinarily unsettling. Um, and I thought Sissy Spacek was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very well-acted movie. Yeah. So. Um, and that's hard to come by in a lot of horror movies. Like, I almost put Texas Chainsaw on here because it, like... Yeah, Piper Laurie was her mom. Sorry. Oh. But um, <laughs> it was just so bad. Like, Jeepers Creepers, too. Jeepers <laughs> 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 Creepers and The Grudge. Like, the American Grudge is not a really, like, it's scary, but it's not unsettling. Except when, you know, a friend comes up to you behind your back and is like, ah. <laughs> um, so my number four is Cabin in the Woods. Um, nice. Because, yeah, like, it was, 
it was just so well done. Joss Whedon yeah. is brilliant. Well, it's actually like Joss Whedon just produced it. It's actually I think it was Drew Goddard who wrote and directed it. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he's but, definitely he is a he is a staunch Joss like like disciple. And it definitely has Whedon's stamp on it. Oh, for sure. He has uh he worked on I know he worked on Angel for sure. Yeah. Um but I'm not sure. He, I think he worked on Buffy for a little bit, but he definitely did like a couple seasons of Angel, and he was one of their stronger writers too. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I thought that um, just the fact that they like incorporated all of those, you know, stereotyped um, and like in fiction monsters. Yeah, and the story yeah. itself was just great. Mm-hmm. And also, I loved it. I loved the moment when the guy flew on his motorcycle and hit the thing. Hit the yeah, yeah hit did the not expect that. Yeah. No, it took uh, it took meta horror to a new level for sure. Yep. I was um, totally thrown because I was expecting it just to be like another like Evil Dead kind of knockoff when yeah. I w- walked in to watch it, and then I was like, when they started getting into that like, oh, we're gonna start we're deconstructing this shit. I was like, yeah. this is fucking brilliant. Like, yeah. I don't understand how good this is. Like, but that's like part of the reasons on my list is because it's one of the only ho- horror movies I actually enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, you like you had fun watching it almost. Yeah. Um, and it did have the Joss Whedon elements to it, like the merman at the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was hilarious. Well, it's definitely that, like, Joss Whedon, like, snarky, like, yeah. banter dialogues, Humor, like, stamp yeah. that's in there. That's, uh, like, I think he pretty much, like, I think he beat most of his staff writers on Buffy and Angel to, like, learn how to do properly. Yeah. Because um, all that, that banter's in literally everything now, because all yeah. those guys are so... I- have spread You've, out and taken over Hollywood at this point. Well, so. you see yeah. it in Firefly and like all of the yeah. other stuff. Yeah. I'm looking at Drew's writer's credits. He only has five episodes for each Buffy and Angel. <laughs> really? He might have directed a, a bit more. I'm not quite sure. But, Was he uh, on Firefly too, though? Um, no, he did Alias, and then uh, he wrote Cloverfield. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, okay, Cloverfield. I, then, I knew there was something other, other, like another big one that he directed. He did, lots. did he? Did he write and direct uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane too? By the way, uh, no. that was an honorable mention on mine because that one was brilliant. Cloverfield, Cloverfield or Ten Cloverfield Lane? Lane. Ten Cloverfield Lane. I thought yeah. John Goodman's performance. Yeah, John Goodman's always good though. And I, like, did, I mean, like, I, I got big man pride with John Goodman, but like, fuck that guy's like a talented motherfucker. Yeah, like, yeah I saw the like, turn. But, sorry, what was that? Mark? Oh no, no, go on. I was just gonna make a stupid joke. Oh, but um, <laughs> what is it? What is? Was it about what happens places. when you fuck a stranger in the ass? <laughs> this podcast is not the place for bad jokes, but um, no, I just thought that John Goodman's performance, and I saw the turn coming, mm-hmm. but they were so blatantly like open about what it was going to be that you felt the tension rising because you knew everyone knew, and it was the way that he like was you couldn't predict him. Yeah, and I just thought that was hor- that was horrifying. Yeah. To me. and that was just his acting in King Ralph. coming back to uh cabin in the woods i think we'll probably look back on cabin in the woods like 10 years from now as like something that also probably like set off a a subgenre of its own yeah i think there'll i think there'll be a lot of other stuff coming in that vein in the next like five years i just wonder if those guys are going to be smart enough to pull it off the way they did in cabin in the woods like that was so like it's tricky like it's a tricky tricky like like it's a tough line to walk kind of thing like a tough edge to walk Oh, that movie was really well done. So yeah, yeah. Um, but my number three—it's only number three versus number two because number two scared me 
and still scares me to this day. But number three is Silence of the Lambs. Oh, good Paul. Yeah. Tim's gonna get Tim's gonna get shitty about it because it's not yeah, horror. It's it's not one that I would consider horror. It's an amazing movie, but sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you know what though? Um considering what I consider horror. Yeah. With the psychological and the real, even though yeah. I know it's not real, like it was based around something that had actually occurred. Yep. Yeah. I so, mean, it was definitely a scary it. fucking movie. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. But I found that that one, um, I had to include psychological horror on my list because it's my favorite genre of that uh, sect. I debated uh, having Silence of the Lambs in my list. Yeah. Um, I mean, that scene in Hannibal with the brain being eaten and served to himself was pretty fucked up. But Silence of the Lambs overall is a better movie. Was anybody yeah. watching the series? Oh, the series I haven't is great. watched Hannibal. I've heard really good things, and I want to watch oh, it. Oh fuck! It was. I can't believe they canceled it. It's one of those. Oh, we're oh, gonna have to do like <laughs> this is, is tangent, but like we got to do a a too like a, a cancel too soon episode. I know we've talked about it before, yeah. but like because oh, yeah. Han- like, Hannibal, Hannibal Hannibal's definitely on there. Brilliant. They should have. I don't don't know why the fuck they canceled that show. It was so good. Because well, it was too smart. Do a, it's too smart for most audiences. I think yeah. we could probably do a horror TV episode as well at some yeah, point. True. Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, actually, we got a whole month of horror stuff because it's October, it's right? True. So, yeah, yeah. Spookums. Plenty of time. Spookums. Yeah. But, no, Hannibal, the TV show, I actually preferred to the movies. Not because. Uh, agreed. Um, not because the, the TV shows don't hold the same like weight and validity, but because they could explore so much more. Yeah. And the relationship between Will and Hannibal. Oh was oh, helpful. And Mads is just incredible as Hannibal. He's yeah. I love Anthony Hopkins, but, but I think Hannibal. Mads is Hannibal. I don't know, man. Have you, any of you guys seen uh the, they they did uh Red Dragon like in the 80s, I think. It was called yep. Manhunter. Manhunter with yeah. Michael uh, Manfield. Brian Cox uh played Hannibal Lecter in that and like yep. like I, I mean obviously that. like the Anthony Hopkins portrayal is obviously pretty iconic at this point, but I always thought Brian Cox never got enough props for like how fucking creepy he was in that movie. That he was creepy, but he almost handed it up a little, and it was it was yeah. good. Yeah. Well, Hop- Hopkins' performance isn't exactly like subtle all over the place. You know what I mean? Like it's but, pretty. He's no. he's he's not. Too, I mean, he's not William Shatner, but like he's not exactly like playing you know close was, to the best. No, no, no. He was a classy villain, which yeah. people hadn't seen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it. It was slasher, or you know something supernatural nobody had seen the portrayal of almost a likable serial killer and that's what he did well Mm -hmm. um my number two and i still scares the shit out of me to this day is the fly oh that was one of my honorable mentions such a good movie and tim's again tim's tim's got that look on his face the fly (laughs) is so scary that that's a gray area one for me because it it definitely falls under under body horror i think it has more horror in it than it does sci-fi it is so scary when the fly like the body like the giant fly by the end again again the transformation really well handled too like it's one of those ones where like they do the i I always wondered what happened to the tiny fly <laughs> I like how that's your concern in that movie. Well, like, did he it turned Jeff into Goldblum a tiny, a tiny Jeff Goldblum. Yes, it oh, tiny Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> and it totally Goldblooms out. Like, I kind of <laughs> hoped because the ending of that movie was so scary to me. Yeah. Like I was so unsettled, and I, uh, like, uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> 
Oh, Are you gonna, about his mouth. Does, does, does Brundlefly have too big a mouth for you? Yes. <laughs> so Ugh. he vomits anyway, on the guy's on. Uh, hand and on. dissolves it. Yeah. Oh, that was an incredible scene. Ugh. So my number one, and I'll just say my, my one ridiculous honorable mention <laughs> that almost made the list, but I knew you guys would make fun of me for it, was The Last Unicorn. Um, no, that's fantasy. That scene, though, where the bull drives them all into the water haunts me. Um, but in this one, you're not going to agree with two. You're not going to agree with it, Tim. But my number one horror film, and it, it is, there's a reason for it, and I will explain, is the Poseidon Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> that's let mythology. Me, let me explain. Okay. One, that movie is so scary because of, like, just, they have no defense. There's nothing. That friggin' tidal wave comes out of nowhere and is horrifying. And the fact they have to travel and, like, the use of sound, the use of darkness, like, that movie was scary. But what really freaked me out was my sister made me watch that movie a week before we went on the Disney cruise. Do you and your sister hate each other? No. Oh, the fucking Barney no, thing from her. episode three or whatever it was. No, but then <laughs> listen to this. Our cruise ship caught on fire. Oh, man, that's so fucking good. <laughs> While we were in the middle of the ocean. Which Disney uh, ship were you on? Uh, Magic. Hmm. But it was the only fire that's ever happened in Disney history. And it was so bad that we were all on the, um, on the deck. Every passenger was on the deck. And they started to put down the lifeboats because they Jesus. couldn't control the fire. And the next morning when we all woke up and got off to go, you know, wander around the Caymans or whatever it was, the stouts, one of the Mickey heads had morphed and melted and, like, curled in on itself, and it was burned and charred. <laughs> and the stack was completely <laughs> This makes the Disney nerd in me sad. That's so fucking funny. And there was only ever one small article about it because Disney has so much money that... Oh, they covered it up? They covered it up. That's amazing. I'm going to look that up now. That's yeah. so fucking funny. And... So the Poseidon Adventure. I'm just picturing a fucking, fucking giant Mickey head terrifying. burning. Besides, think uh, about the end when he's like turning the the hot. Was this was this and he has March. to fall into a fire and die, and the one woman has like the heart attack and just has to drown because she doesn't want her husband to die. Jesus, it's terrifying. Was this in like oh, March so 2002? Yes. Because I turned 13 well, I the night of the fire. I found photos of it just now on the yeah, internet. I'm, holy I'm fuck, you the... turned 13 in 2002? Yeah, it was my 13th birthday oh my was the God, night of the I'm fire. So old. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I disagree with that poll more than any of your others because that is a disaster <laughs> movie, not a fucking horror movie. Well, it can be scary, but not be a horror movie. It's my, it's my horror. <laughs> So I can see why you wouldn't think it was a horror movie because really it is a suspenseful thriller, but I just found it so scary. Let's see. Uh, but I'd like to hear. Yeah, I, I have a story about your fire. What? A fire atop one of the aft smokestacks occurred at approximately 4.30 a.m. while yep. the ship was about 
200 miles west of San Juan, Puerto Rico, en route from St. Thomas to Castaway Key. Yeah. There were like four ships around us. Yeah. And uh, my sister's friends actually found the fire. And what's really scary was you could hear the fear in the captain's voice over the PA. Because, like, this- they started stuttering. They were like, this is not, this is not a drill. We need everyone to immediately, immediately get onto the deck. This is not a drill. This is not a drill. And it was like 4 a.m. and everyone's like slamming on our doors. And ugh. But apparently passengers were granted $100 credit for the early wake-up and the resulting inconvenience. So <laughs> That was it. <laughs> That's pretty ridiculous. That's why Disney's worth billions of dollars, guys. Well, <laughs> they what they didn't put in the... Um, in the article was that we were within 90 seconds of getting in the lifeboats because the ship was going to be unsavable, like undrivable. But because it was 90 seconds and they got it down and because the fire was in the engine room, um, we didn't get a free cruise. If we'd gotten on those damn lifeboats, we'd have gotten a free cruise. But yeah, Amberly just looked at me. I'll never forget this. She looks at me while we're on the deck and goes, see? It's <laughs> just like, ah! It's just like the Poseidon adventure. I was like, damn you. Damn you. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Psychological hor- torture. <sighs> That's amazing. So um, what I want to hear now is I just want everybody to give like their honorable mention. Um, I've already given mine, and I know that you guys each have, like, one or two, but then we'll wrap this bad boy. Tim's got, like, 48, so we're going to be here all night. Somewhere between. One or two. Okay, I'm going first this time so that I don't get fucking stolen again. Um, (laughs) I really have two that I wrote down, and they're both more, like, like, they're obviously more comedies than they're actually horrors. One is Shaun of the Dead. So good. um, Which I love. Uh, I love all their movies, but, like, I love Shaun of the Dead so much. Um, the way it plays on all those tropes, just like it's so well done, um, and the way like just all the goofy stuff they do, like where it's like I don't know, like backwards and forwards, it's like almost like the same story. Like, oh, like there's a midway point where you can flip the movie and it almost makes sense still. And like they foreshadow everything in the first half of the film, and yeah. it's fantastic. It's so well done. My other shout out, and I've mentioned it already. Um, I have to say Ghostbusters because. Uh, even when I, when I was a kid, it's kind of what launched my... Actually, it's pretty much like between that and Raiders of the Lost Ark, which I, I'm i not going to say is a horror movie, but has some scary shit in it. Mm. But um, Ghostbusters definitely like made me the, the geek that I am today. And like any interest I had in like the occult or horror or sci-fi or anything like that probably stems from that movie. And I actually think like in terms of like... I was, I was talking about it throughout my list, um, like tension building... I actually think Ghostbusters has like some of the best examples um, of like making the threat as real as possible and like terrifying to everybody. Because there's two scenes that I always call out, and like I, this is one of those things I don't think movies do as well anymore. But there's two scenes, and there's one. It's Winston and Ray driving the ectomobile back to base, and they're talking about revelations, and you get that like second where they're both yeah. like super fucking creeped out. And it brings you into like how horrifying the situation actually is. Because like as goofy as everything else going on around it is, for a second you're like, oh shit, there is ostensibly a Lovecraftian horror 
coming down and it's going to eat everything and it's terrifying. And then at the end, like closer to the end, um, when they're in the jail and they're calling out the plans and they're explaining the cult and all of the stuff, like the plan to bring Gozer back, there's again, yeah. there's a, there's a, there's a second where they all stop and are looking at each other and it's not funny anymore. And it's like, this is serious. We're fucked. We don't know how to deal with this shit. And I don't like, it's why I always call it as like my favorite movie. Because as funny as the movie is, and as scary as parts of it are, they have those little beats where they still go and like, this is still a serious threat. This is fucked up. Yeah. We're all going to die. And the only thing standing between us and like total doom is Peter, like fucking Bill Murray with Thank an you. unlicensed nuclear accelerator on his back. <laughs> so I, I always got to call out Ghostbusters. So. <laughs> um. Honorable mentions in, in terms of... Uh, oh, man, you sound horrible. Yeah, I'm getting all congested all of a sudden. Um, in terms of uh, recent horror films, for me, would be uh, The Babadook. I was wondering why you hadn't mentioned that one. You loved that. I've been, yeah, I've been wanting to watch that one for a while. I've heard really it's a good movie, actually. I like that one. Very well done. It's very well acted. Uh, there's a lot of good tension, and the monster is actually quite interesting. It's very different. Uh, I like the new approach to that monster, and then and uh, another one would be it follows. I was gonna say that too. I really liked it until the end. I thought the ending was kind of a uh, uh, a cop. It was a cop out. Yeah, it was cheap. But um, the tension that builds in that movie is fantastic, and I like the concept where uh, only certain people could see it, especially and the only contracted as a sexual like uh, like an STD. So. I thought that was an interesting uh, uh, take. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tim? Uh, I can't keep it to two, but a lot of these we've already mentioned. And I'm not going to like you know go through and say like why they're all great, but I'll just go through and name a bunch. 20 right. Days Later is one of my favorite zombie awesome movies. Awesome movie. Um, we already talked about The Shining. We already talked a little bit about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but that is another like game changer for me. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, the Scream movies will always hold a uh, place in my good. heart. Yeah, uh, second season was terrible. <laughs> the uh, the Hostel movies or any of Eli Ross sort of torture porn movies, I have sort of a gore uh, soft spot for. Um, Funny Games. I don't know if any of you guys saw this. There's also a like North American remake, but it's a home invasion movie that is really fucking psychologically terrifying. Ooh. I think um, I've heard about that one. Yeah, Last House on the Left, which is one of the original like revenge porn uh, movies. Not the remake. No, the original one. Yeah, it was. The, I mean, the remake better. was decent as well, but the original is really you know, was was a, a, another like really sort of iconic movie. Uh, I've been really liking the Purge movies of the past like four or five years. I I've been hearing good things about those. Are they good? I think they're pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's sort of an interesting concept. It's almost, it's almost one of those like half sort of, uh, sci-fi dystopian, but it's also definitely got like some horror, uh, slasher stuff to it as well. Um, I like the human centipede movies. I know that they're corny as what? shit, <laughs> but I, I, I like those torture porn. I like those sorts of things that just push things to the fucking limit uh, and, you know, push the gore as far as they can go kind of thing. Even, yeah. in the, even though in the original, a lot of it was kind of implied. Um, <laughs> there are a couple of really good sort of compilation horror movies series that have come out in the last couple of years. One is VHS. Yeah. 
Um, they're not all of them aren't good, but each one has like six or seven like sort of short pieces to them, and a couple of those are just fucking outstanding. Uh, one I will take a little time to talk about here. There's one that's like it's North Korean or a Korean like cult or something like that, where they're calling forth a demon and it's shot in like a POV sort of way. Mm. And it is fucking horrifying. It's like the whole cult, this guy's walking around and they're all like killing themselves in terrible fucking ways. And then you finally get to where they're actually like making the sacrifice. And this fucking demon crawls out of this woman's stomach, like huge fucking like eight foot demon. And it's amazing. Uh, there's another one called the ABCs of Death that's that has some really good stuff uh, in it as well. Um, I love the Child's Play movies. That goes back to sort of our talk about like comedy porn or comedy uh, horror. Comedy um, porn. Yeah, and one that uh, probably you guys I don't know if you guys have heard of or not is a Canadian horror movie called Pontypool. Oh yeah, yep. I'm yeah, so one. it's about it's about uh, basically a radio station. Um, uh, it's sort of a bottle movie where they're experiencing uh, sort of a weird kind little of, outbreak. Yeah, an, uh, an outbreak of like a sort of zombie-ish kind of uh, uh, virus or something like that, and they're Kinda experiencing like the it. Uh, some something like that, and and it's basically this sh- all told from the perspective of the shock jock uh, who's trying to sort of figure out what's happening, and it turns out that it uh, has, I guess. I th- if I'm remembering it right, it has like some uh, audio um, aspect word. to it. Like basically, it's a language. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it gets into the language, and that's how you get infected is through certain yeah. words and phrases or something. The virus like that. infects the word, and the word becomes a new virus. Well, yeah, there's a, there's a uh, this is like comic book tangent, but like there's uh, an issue of Global Frequency by Warren Ellis that has a very similar like tact where it's like. The nice. alien that are invade is more like a thought form, and it infects you via language, and mm-hmm. then fucking rewrites your brain heart like chemistry, and like hard, rehardwires your brain. Yeah, it's weird. That's, that's yeah, cool. and that's the sort of thing that that comics has done a few times, but this is the first time I've ever seen it really done in a movie. They probably uh, stole it from Warren Ellis, to be fair. So it's possibly, it's but. quite likely. Like this came out in like two thousand and nine or something, or two thousand. Oh, yeah, that's definitely so. post global frequency. So. Yeah. Yeah. so. Well, I'd never so, see. I'd never seen a story like that before. Warren, like Ellis, wrote it. So who knows? Yeah. But then again, uh, what do I know? So that well, would be just some of my honorable mentions. Nice. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's just so many. Like, there's so many good horror movies out there, and it's it's funny because, like, you know, we we riffed and we've probably named over like thirty, thirty five plus movies, and that's just scratching the surface. Like, every decade had a different feel and genre inspiring horror that really like influenced where we are even today. And I mean, we could go hours and hours and hours and talk about the nuances that make a good horror movie. But as of right now, we have been talking for just over two hours. So I think it's about time we wrap this episode up. Um, let us know if in the future you want to hear more episodes maybe about, you know, favorite horror games like Until Dawn, Bioshock. Um, Silent Hill. Bioshock's Silent Hill. a horror game? Bio- the first one. <laughs> okay. I would say it's, it's, there's thriller elements. It's, it's yeah. close to hoping the horror. Um, or like, you know, our TV shows that are um, up there and rated high with horror. Uh, there's just – because everything has a different feel. Everything is um, – Brings you can a tell different, different type of stories in the different exactly. media. Yeah. yeah, like for video games, when you can play out 
the actual story and you are the character, I find that incredibly unsettling. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, so thank you so much for joining us. We'd love to hear your favorite, um, you know, ranking system for your favorite horror movies. What scares you? What scared you when you were a kid? And uh, yeah, what do you consider horror? So thank you for listening. This has been the Dance Robot Dance Team bringing you episode 11. And uh, we're going to sign off now. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let each of you sign off. We've got Mark 2, Spanish Mark, Mark Duty Mark, Mark. Spanish, Mark. Mark. Spanish work today. Nicknames. <laughs> um, so, yeah, goodbye. And, uh, yeah, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Mark Prime. Have a good night, everybody. Or whatever you're listening to this, I guess. I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> I'm fucked. <laughs> Mark, uh, Tim. Mark Tim. Keep it spoopy. Spoopy. And I'm Christy, your host for the evening, signing off. Uh, try to watch as many of the horror movies that we've mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll catch you next week. Take care, everybody. Uh, don't, don't forget, before we, before we leave... Uh, Give us a like on our Facebook page. So facebook.com forward slash dance for about dance podcast. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at DRD podcast or send us an email with all your thoughts about our picks at dance robot. Dance robot. Dance This is the part of dance robot dance where we dance. I should you not. I've probably read this, like hosted and read this thing like fucking 10 times now. And I still can't get this right with the whole way through. Uh, dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Night, everybody. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Spookums. <laughs>